if I were starting today, if I were to start over, I would not start a content agency. I would do content, but I would bolt on to people's businesses because by now people already have in-house people and agencies doing their work. So if you come in as a content agency, you're competing against price and convenience. That's never where you want to be. So if I were to do it, and this is because I am very obnoxious and very bold, give me your average views for the last 90 days. Let's say they're a million views a week is what I consider a million views a week, a healthy account. Every million above 4 million, I want a thousand dollars. That's how I would start my business today. Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast, where we explore the world of entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive into the nitty gritty of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. We're on a mission to share our experiences, failures, insights, and advice with others. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey, or you're looking to take your business to the next level, tune in and join the conversation about what it takes to succeed in the world of business. Well, this is a scuffed intro, but welcome to the Grand Owen Podcast. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you, to have you, to have people watching this. This is our first, this is my first in-person one, actually. Nice. Uh, in-person one, yeah. We've talked in person we quite have. a few times, we have. so. But uh, as always, before we dive into the content, um, I appreciate you watching, and my only objective, my only hope, is not that you would like, share, comment, all this stuff. I appreciate those. But if someone gets value from this podcast, if you get value from this podcast and you think, this other person would benefit from it. All I ask is that you share it with that one person because that makes it worth our time. That makes it worth our investment. And our goal is to impact impactful people. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing it with one person so that they can get benefit too, um, that would make this energy and this time worth it. Ryan, I, I want to thank you. First off, I'm going to give you, can I give you like an intro? I would love for you to give me an intro. Okay. I would love for you to give me an intro. Okay. <laughs> It's so, not like sitting good. So in the intro I got for you, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I told you this when we talked in, in Vegas. Okay. I, I attribute a lot of my past two years of my life to you. I've heard this before, kind of, but when we talk, I took like context, context. Can I get yeah, context? no, I, I'm, I'm going to blush. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. I just make, no, videos. no, no. So here's the deal. So you just said like, all you do is make videos. So I was. I had, I think it was like 2021, super depressed. Um, like my wife and I were going through, we had like miscarriages. We were like, it was just a tough time. And I was like assessing life. And I, I hated my job. I hated my job. I, I had an okay job. I was corporate. Yeah. You, but you make it, make make, it like, make a lot. Sorry about the miscarriage. That's, yeah. But it, it so. sucks. But I was, I was like, I was in a period of time where I was like kind of depressed. And what happened was I actually came across a Ryan Pineda short form video. And that led me to his podcast. And then I actually found another client of yours, short form. Mm. And legitimately, I was like this, like those pieces of content, content, like short form content changed the direction of my life because I watched it and it hit me in the right moment. Nice. And I was like, I, I want to change direction to be like these people. And I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You. It's like Ryan and then two other people that I can't name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy. And then. I actually ended up watching a podcast and it was you and Ryan talking. Mm. And that was the first time I'd heard of you. And then I was like, oh, so this Ryan McGinn guy's actually the guy that does all this. <laughs> so I just did a deep dive. I bet, I bet quite a few people tell me they've done that to me. I did, like, I've done, I did the deep dive and I was like, I saw, I've, I found like six podcasts that had like 100, 200 views. And I was like, this guy's responsible for millions of views. Probably a billion views at this point. Yeah, it's over a billion. And 
at that and and uh, like literally no one's watching the whole podcast where he's like just giving it all i love that he's that's sharing it that is the beauty of some podcasts like, so what i was saying like i and i literally was like i i started giving up i basically was given free tips that i heard from your podcast on to like to my friends to my like to like people that were just like hey grant what should i do with this and i would just like do this and then all the stuff would start working and then i was like shit i gotta like I should make a company doing this. And so that's what I did. Nice. I had a company where like, I, I, the only reason that I've, I have a six figure agency is because I started watching videos that you made. That's incredible, man. And that, that's part of the reason why I like going on a podcast. And it's part of the reason why I feel like, I mean, I work with a lot of very big people and a lot of those people we're in an age where it's like, is it, do I talk about what I'm doing? Do I not talk about what I'm doing? Yeah. But like part of the reasons that made me like, well, fuck it. I'm going to talk about what I'm doing is like that. Yeah. Cause like, I wish I had some of that. Like, I, I mean, I'm 40. So like I'm older. That is old, dude. <laughs> Damn. That's old. But I'm on a lot of hormones to try to keep down. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, no TT, but TT, I love TRT. <laughs> um, but I didn't have that. Like I didn't have the access like, I mean, I had the internet when I, you know, growing up, like I didn't have it my entire life, but I had it growing up and it was, there wasn't podcasts. Yeah. Like I had to buy books and courses and like, and the courses weren't even that good then because nobody was giving away anything like they are now. Yeah. So it's like to be able to give that away and like, and see people tangibly do something with it is, is, in, is incredible. Yeah. But, well, yeah, I, I think there's a power to it. I, I just, I want, cause here's the deal. I think sometimes you live in a world and I know like in the social media world, you have like there's just pretty much all the videos you have just have hate, right? <laughs> that's, and it's that's like that's my world. That's like your job. It's like hate comments are your job. I don't go viral wasting you. But I want I want you to know that there's a like sometimes you can't see the fruit of the stuff that's good. Well, for every ten hate comments, there's one person that doesn't comment at all. So that's yeah. like impacted. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's what it's for. But I wish those people would speak up. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not like I never comment on a video. No, no more. I. Most people don't yeah. like, and that's the thing. Like you, once you learn that you're like, well, I know a lot of smart people like Ryan Pineda is not commenting on people's videos. No, yeah, like no. he, he would be like, he'll send me a text message. Yo, I like that. I like that and I'm like, <laughs> can you put that on yeah, the video? Yeah. Can you share it? Would you have it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you learn like the, I've just learned that the more views you get, the bigger you get, the more hate you get. And it's a trade-off. It's it's good and bad, in my opinion. Like I think it's good because I know that if it's happening, it means I'm reaching a lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just I, like a lot of times you're thinking, like, what am I doing? Is it worth it? Hmm. Are we actually doing things something for good? And it's like I want to let you know that at least for me, what you did helped me. Ah, oh, that means that means a lot, and I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. So thank you. Let's dive into the sauce. I want to uncover the sauce first off. Right. Your background is so weird. <laughs> like you're you've done so many weird things and it's also like you've changed com complete directions like every five years yeah i would even say like every three years I yeah like you, there was a point where you were pirating websites yeah how not much, so much pirating but, but like how much money do you make so i just for context for the podcast um well i i mean even prior to that we can go back prior <laughs> i got on the internet because i was a legit professional bmx racer yeah um but i wasn't like an amazing professional BMX racer. i was just Good enough to be pro, yeah. too good to be an amateur for the rest of my life. And I found this leeway of like, I didn't make much money. And I learned that really quick. And and I was like, well, what do I do to make money? Because I don't want to like, and I had quit my job at Lowe's 
like Lowe's. It was like a Home Depot. People yeah. know what Lowe's is. I quit my job there. I was door and window salesman. Um, I was actually doing really well there. Like they they grew me for management. Like I had a management position offer. And I basically said, no, I got this opportunity to be a pro. Be a mentor. So I want to take it. So I took it. Um, but then I realized there's not a lot of money in this. So I need to do something to make money. And this is right around the time when YouTube was brand new and like the internet was taking off. And the only thing you could, like people were just starting to make videos. And I was like, well, maybe I can help BMX racers get better. So I started making videos teaching BMXers how to get faster on their bike, mainly through strength training, because that was what I did. Yeah. And I created a DVD, which I didn't create it. My dad created it. My dad knew how to do that. I still don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he helped me do that. And then I started selling a $20 DVD out of, like, my backpack. Your first info product. Yeah, it was my first info product. And it, and it did okay. Like, you know, it wasn't a failure. Okay. It's the market wasn't that big. Yep. You know, so I learned that, but to sell the DVD, I just made videos. And I realized from that moment that I was making videos and like, I wasn't the best and all the people that were the best were getting mad at me because yep. I was giving away all the secrets. Yep. And, but I had a large fan base that I had built up at the BMX level. Yeah. And it was like disproportionate to the amount of like how good I was, mm -hmm. you know, usually you're really good. You so get... wait, would you, would you be like, would you be considered like a well-known BMX racer because of the videos? More so than because of like what you accomplished. I don't know that like that world, like it's kind of a small world. Yeah. In that world at that time, yes. Like you shouldn't, I shouldn't have been as like industry famous as I was. Yeah. And I say industry famous is like, I got free parts. I got free bikes. I got free, people sent me stuff. Like I I was like, when, when I, I would always make finals and get like fifth or sixth place. Yeah. You know, out of eight people. Yeah. But I'd be in the final. Yeah. I just would never win. How much final. money does that make? I mean... I traveled around the country racing my bike for two years. I wouldn't say I, I made 30 grand. For two years? Yeah, like racing my bike. But oh, wait, but was it like, ah, did you at least get the free travel or did you get free like- No, that's the thing. I mean, I had some sponsors. Some things were paid for. Yeah. There, and it was very it was very limited though. Like, cause it's not a lucrative sport. I mean, and this is just when it was coming into the Olympics. So it was starting to be more lucrative, but at the time when I did it, it wasn't. Yeah. And for those morning, I wasn't good enough to make the Olympics. Um, but- They have an Olympics for a BMX? Yeah, I think it's still in there. I don't know. It's not It's not as well as he, it's like, yeah. I don't even know. Well, I, when I think of BMX, I think I'm gonna like X Games. Yeah, you think of tricks. Yeah. We I just raced them really fast. Like yeah. I didn't do tricks. I yeah. could do some tricks, but like- What was the last time you got on the bike? Um, actually, I mean, I am an avid cyclist. I have that cycled. I will, you know, transparently in about two, I, I bought multitudes of bikes. I, I, I would call myself a road cyclist now. Okay. Um, I have a, I, well, I used to, it got destroyed in the hurricane. I had like a $10,000 road bike, um, that got all <laughs> fucked up because my house got, got in the hurricane. Wait, the bike got messed up? Yeah. Because it sat in water in the Bering seas. Uh, like, I mean, it's still like, I'm going to fix it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fixable. It's just yeah, going to cost me money. Um, but I haven't really ridden a bike in probably two years. Um, but I've ridden a bike, I mean, since I was six years old. To be honest, I hate bikers. <laughs> yeah, we're the worst. Bikers. I hate them. Yeah. Well, like, motorcyclists are not that bad. Like, sometimes you just have, like, an asshole. No, cyclists are assholes. Cyclists are just the worst. Well, and just transparently, because, like, we ride on the side of the road. And everyone's like, just get on the sidewalk. You can't. The bikes that we ride, you can't ride. Well, you can. You, you totally can. can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> There's potholes, there's crap. I get it, but it's like, more just dangerous. Deal with it. Just deal but with it's it. also technically, it's technically a motor vehicle. Right. Well, to be fair, no I'm shot. just gonna say that I'm cooler than everybody else that you get mad at because I can consistently ride my bike at twenty between twenty five and thirty miles. That doesn't hour. matter when I'm trying to go forty five. That doesn't matter. Well, I'm not. I personally am not trying to ride on streets where people are going forty five okay. plus. Okay. 
Yeah, I just that's I can't stupidity. stand it. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah, but there is but there is an arrogance on cyclists where we all ride in well, packs. But like, yes. let's be real. It's they're also like the outfits are weird. Like you got like there's a purpose for those. Yeah, super and then tight. there's a lot of guys that wear them that shouldn't wear them that tight. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's a little. It's a, kind of it's a very loot. It's um, it's a high dollar hobby. Okay. Um, my personal bike is around ten thousand dollars. All that gear that you wear, yeah. you step out of you step out of your house to go ride your bike wearing about two thousand dollars worth of gear. Yeah. Um, so when once you get to that level, most everybody that does it is figured out. Compared to like golfing, right? And I feel like golfing yeah. is like a little bit. In my mind, I'm it's like less douchey. It's a little less douchey. It is. It's less douchey. You're like but walking in a park. You can't get hit hit by a car and die golfing. That's true. So you're that's less risk. So, uh, that's so, even more attractive. So cycling, <laughs> that's why cyclists are assholes. Because if you ride obnoxiously on the street, yeah, you're easy to be seen. Yeah, even if you're pissing somebody off. And, but obviously, but, but we ride like assholes. So, <laughs> like, I'll admit it. Right? But you know, I digress. Uh, you know, I've been cycling for my entire life, and it's something that I, I do. It's like I cherish cycling. It's it's got me through like dark times and like. But when my you know, as a BMX racer, I. I wasn't making that much money and it got to the point where I was like, man, I really need to do something. And that brought me to the pirating websites, which is more or less, I found a loophole where I could buy exact match domain names, which is like, you know, for an example, it would be getbiggermuscles.com. If that domain was available, I would buy it. I would make a WordPress website and I would write articles. It would rank in the search engines, yeah. Google, very high. Would you do the thing where it's like you put like, you're putting like uh, in white text like a mm. bunch of SEO black, like that was very black. I never really did that, but because I just focused on the domain name. Yeah. Because back then, if you put, if you own getbiggerarms.com.net or.org, yeah. you were one of the top three. Yeah. Because that's how Google ranked it. Yeah. Um. So it was a it was a loophole, you know, and it worked for you know you know, and I had almost five hundred sites. Yeah. I had I had Filipino employees making them for me, like, um, and I was I was pushing all that. So when you search terms. You go to the site, and they were, I will say, I was proud of the articles. They were good articles. because Not ChatGPT written either. Not ChatGPT. This is way this before, is just, yeah. This is Ryan McGinn's right brain writing yeah. them. Yeah. Um, you had to do research. Yeah, I had to, like, I became an expert on a lot of topics. Um, <laughs> you and became a fitness expert. I did. Were I, you I, fat at the time? No, no. Okay. I mean, I was a BMX racer. Okay. So, like, I've always been just a big guy, mus yeah. like muscular. I was never shredded. Yeah. You know, but some of my most popular sites were more so. I made a lot of money off celebrity workouts. That yeah. was like a. That was. Well, like I'm just saying, it makes it's funny that you're like you're not even a bodybuilder. Yeah. No. Like, if you're like I'm I would make YouTube videos like reviewing products to yeah. put on these websites and like. I had like orange hair. Yeah. And like I did not <laughs> look like a fitness guy. And there was all those videos are still on the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, and. So that was my first taste at like actually making money because when the sites were doing really well, um, con as the whole network it was doing around like I would say consistently like between five to seven hundred dollars a day. Yeah, I um, mean that was without me doing anything. I love it. But and to be honest, like that. So like I'm guessing your perception of money right then changed because you're like I am chilling. I I make like I I remember I heard you talk on another podcast. Really like you would make that much and you'd be like oh I can go out tonight. Yeah, I would spend it, and it would, it would replenish itself in the morning. Yeah, it was that. It was like a. That just sounds scary. That sounds like that's a scary not lifestyle. a degen. Like that is not a good mindset to have for the viewers listening. Um, you work with too many finance guys. Yeah, to, to... like but when you, <laughs> but you get. I was young. Like I was when this was peaky. Yeah. I was like twenty seven years old, like twenty eight, twenty. I don't know. I was like between twenty eight and thirty. Like I would still call myself young. I was kind of a late bloomer, I guess you could say, in the world of. Uh, 
getting you know responsible yeah. if you will i just knew it was going to show up and i knew it but once you make it you know you can make it again yeah and i think that's something that i've learned even now like as i've made you know a you know my agency has made almost you know two and a half million dollars i know i if it all fell apart tomorrow i'm just like all right well I so do it again here's the thing that's interesting so like you talk about that i like i like how you talk about it because it's like there's there's the truth of You've made that money, but the money's not the impressive part. It's like the the skill you learn to do it. Like you know how to make viral videos, mm -hmm. and I, to be honest, I haven't. I met most people in this space mm -hmm. at this point. Not most. Like there's a lot of people I don't know, but like I've interacted with a lot of people in this yes. agency space. No one else has the balls to be able to say I know how to do that. I know because everyone else is saying like, <laughs> uh, they're like it's a test. It's organic. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, or like when they have it hit, it's like, I figured everything out. I got it. But it's like, you just had, you know, a video pop off. Mm -hmm. um, you're the only person that's like, yeah, I consistently know how to, how to go viral. I, I mean, where that comes from was, well, for one, like when I started the agency, you know, this is two and a half years ago before pandemic, before TikTok was even a thing. And nobody cared about viral. Like viral was just starting like... They were, people were going viral. People, I, I disagree because people always care about viral. <clears throat> well, I mean, viral's cool ego. It's like, yeah, it's, it was a dopamine thing for yeah. everybody. I mean, but there was not like a business. Like now, sure, I no one know how to business. make money. There's a viral. business around viral yeah. now. Yeah. Um, back then there wasn't. It was just like a bunch of hot chicks dancing on TikTok and they yeah. were getting millions of views and people didn't really understand why. Yeah. I looked at it with that opportunity and I was like, somebody needs to figure this out for educators. Like right now it's just entertainers. Like it's just people like hot chicks, good looking dudes, like doing their thing. And that's cool. Like mm -hmm. pranks, funny skits, stuff yeah. like that. But I was like, eventually the educators are going to want to be on this platform. And I, I saw an opportunity. I was like, nobody's going to know how to say a message in 30 seconds. So that's what I went. That's what I focus on. And, and there's like, I, I feel like confidence around like a specific skill set comes with like, there's like phases to it. Like phase one being like, you need to just do it. Like you need to figure it out and do it once. Once you do it once, it's like, oh, I, I can, I've done this. Yeah. Now let me see if I can do it again. And I was doing that on my own personal TikTok account. Like one of the first videos I had was a video about, I think it was a ring light, and they did like seven hundred thousand views. Which in my mind, viral is one million views. I know that's debatable that's, for a lot of people, people. I've heard people say like ten k. Yeah, I've heard like... people say the lowest I've seen <laughs> is like a hundred k, and I just laugh at that. I'm like, that's a that's a good video. That's, that's a solid. Video. Yeah, that's not viral. Um, like if I don't get one of those a week, I'm upset, you know? I, so it's like, so like doing it for myself was step one and I did it. And then I was like, okay, now I've done it once. I do it again. Yeah. And then I, I did it repeatedly for myself three or four times. And then I was like, okay, there's some patterns here. There's some trends. The set, the next step was I need to do it for somebody else. So that's, that's where the agency started. Did you do it for your friend first? Yeah. My first two people I did it for was, um, I mean, hundred percent first was my good friend, Chris Barnard. He runs overtime athletics. Um, we are best friends. Like we hang out all the time. Like I was had coffee with him yesterday. Love it. Um, and he he wanted to be on TikTok. Saw the opportunity there, but he had no time because he's a YouTuber. He's got about half a million subs on YouTube. I was like, I'll I'll make you viral on TikTok. Like let me figure this out with you. Well, so first off, let me ask about that because I think like my perception is if you already have half a million subs, something's already working. It means that there's already a base of people that recognize your face that like. That's not even starting from scratch. No. It's starting a new platform from scratch. It's starting yeah. a new account from scratch, which is hard. Mm. But it's like, if Mr. Beast didn't exist on TikTok and then he created a TikTok account, he would blow up. It would still blow up. Yeah. Just because you have like some level, the most amount of notoriety, but like some level of notoriety. So, like, was there ever an example of someone that you were like, they have no presence? They got nothing. 
Well, that was, I mean, I've done that a couple times for a couple people. Um, one of which, I mean, was it's like no price. Like it, it, myself personally, I had 11,000 followers on Instagram and that was it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I started TikTok. That uh, was three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. I've been on TikTok for three years. And now my TikTok's at almost 300,000. But what I'm more impressed about is that I have 11.2 million likes. Yep. Which is like, which means that I've, I mean, I know my exact numbers. I've, I've garnered 150 million views on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but so that was like, I considered myself coming from nothing. Like that was a starting at zero. And then like, you know, yes, there was you, most of the people. But again, I saw an early opportunity. I knew right away. I'm like, I'm not going to work with people that aren't known. Because that's, that makes that does make it harder. You're absolutely correct. It's yeah. harder to take somebody who has zero presence anywhere. Not so much because they have zero presence, but because they have zero skill sets of talking on camera. Yeah. Chris knew how to talk on camera. So that was the only skill I needed. Yeah. I needed that skill. And then we put him on TikTok. But the funny thing was, is like with TikTok, it was so new and so like unknown that it took until you had like, you know, 100, 100, 150,000, you know, followers on TikTok before people realized it was the same guy from his YouTube channel. Yeah. And we saw that working with Cardone as well. Yeah. Like Cardone's TikTok had a thousand followers when we started. Yeah. Like, and we took, he just crossed. And he was on million. TV at that point. Yeah. He was, he'd already been on reality TV show. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, he was on, he was on, was he already on undercover boss? That, that, that was, a, whatever. that was happening in about the first six months. Before yeah. Before. Yeah. Um, and he Dude, took, could have, if you could have gotten the documentary of that, that'd be well, crazy. We have it. We had it all, but we couldn't use it because yeah. of like legalities. And, <laughs> I mean, that's working with big people. You, yeah. There's a lot of shit that people don't realize that yeah. goes down. Um, but I mean, they, nobody knew who Grant was until like a half a million dollars. So like, yeah. who this fucking old guy talking about money with his jet? Yeah. Like, it, it, and so, but no, we do have one account. Um, it was started less than six months ago. Um, so, and this is six months from now. This wasn't back then. It's called The Health Geek. Um, it's crossed 100K on both platforms. I've been, it, it's, a, it's a clip account that we run. Oh, uh, is it like kind of like a theme page? It's a theme page around. Oh, yeah, it's more around biohacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I see you know a lot. There's of a vast. There's in so that. The, so actually, I want to ask. Can I, can I yeah, to that? Yeah. I want to ask about theme pages because mm -hmm. it's so apparent to me. I don't know. So like, there's the uh, there's so many people that buy followers. So many people that buy buy views, buy all this stuff. So much. Theme pages is the black hat way to do that, where it's still technically organic. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. There's some. There's a bunch of theme pages there. BS, but like there's, there's like, I, there took me like three seconds to be like, everything's organic to be like, oh, actually the reason that person has 500,000 followers is because they bought it. No, yeah. or, even, or at least they bought, or the they're exposure. doing giveaways. They're buying they bought the exposure. There's a lot of ways to buy. Them. Yeah. So yeah. is in my, in, like for agencies, do you think it's necessary to create theme pages? I think, I mean, so I'll, I mean, I'll tell you guys what my theme page is for. So I, I work, I'm partners on that theme page. Um, so it is legit. We're not buying anything. Like to me, that's just like, that's a short term thing. Yeah. Like it does nothing. Yeah. It only harms you in the end. I get, I know why it works. Yeah. I, I get it. It's, yeah. it's people, the perception is reality. Um, but in this case, so we're building the theme page. I partnered with uh, a group of guys. They run a, they're a huge media buying agency, which means they run paid ads. And they run paid ads for people like Joe Rogan and like on it and like is it, it, it is Eddie? Um, no, Eddie. We might do so. This is um, his name Maxwell Finn. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, Maxwell. Um, his company is Unicorn Traffic. Yeah. Um, he yep. reached out to me. He's like Ryan, you understand organic like nobody else we know. We understand paid like nobody yeah. else we know. But we're having a problem, and our problem is that 
there's once you have a product that sells well, yeah, you just keep running ads, and they and they spend upwards of like thirty thousand dollars a day sometimes running ads, selling. But you can only do that for so long. And what was their ROAS? Is their ROAS? Oh, like, it's huge. Yeah, like yeah, and then, and then they, but they run out of people to sell to. Yeah, and they're like we, and then that that's where they turn to organic, and they're like, we need more people. Uh, but can you help me help me define organic? Because I think that's the that's the or, thing that's yeah. I feel like it's almost like grocery store where it's yeah. like it's like I mean in my opinion organic is just like organic content is it, it's interruptive based content. Mm -hmm. It means that like. You're at the grocery store mm -hmm. and you're waiting in line yeah. and you're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts and like a video just pops up and you're like, and you watch the whole thing and you're like, who's that guy Grant? Yeah. I like that. And then you click and then you follow. Yeah. That, that in my mind is organic. Um, it, it's everything on short form is interruptive. So it's like you're interrupting somebody's day. You're interrupting somebody's scroll. You're interrupting somebody's shit. Yeah. Like it's all interruptive. So it's like. It's almost like paid in a way. It's like it's you're it, like that's why people people don't like ads because you don't want the ad to be there. They're putting it there. Yeah, and you go, like, oh, I have to skip this. Yeah. Or I'll pay for a subscription. I would say this. Point. Yeah, or I'll pay for something so I don't yeah. see ads. Yeah. So like organic is is the same as paid in that response, but it's you choose to watch it. You choose to watch more. Well, so like, but there's also like there's organic. There's UGC, which is technically organic, but that's like yeah, I'm not like a workaround. A lot of paid UGC. But I see why people do it. But so on that same level, like essentially what you're doing, because fundamentally when you work with people, you're you work with people and you try to get them exposure. Mm -hmm. And there's a trust in the back end that the exposure will at least get the attention enough from the right people or the wrong people, but the right people. Yeah. To then turn translate it to, into money, translate into some form of money. Yeah, it's all money. What do you think about people that try to do, like, there's a huge push to VSLs. VSLs is a huge. Well, we got off the theme page topic. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. It not, well, I, just because I think theme pages, like, I do think they're valuable. Like, to come back, like, on our theme page, we're growing it because they wanted an asset. Mm -hmm. The asset is now this account called the Health Geek. Um, the asset, you know, it does it, it, it goes viral. Like, it doesn't, it's not a consistent account, but we get a lot of hits. Yeah. But what it does do is it builds a retargeting audience. And a theme page, also for people that don't know what a theme page is, mm -hmm. essentially it's like, I think of it as like a, it's like a playlist. Mm -hmm. It's like a curated playlist. Of like the best stuff. Like ours is specifically it's centered like, around health and biohacking. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, like, you know, those CDs that used to come out where it's like the wow CDs or like the, yeah. like the, like it's like, these are the top hits of that year. Yep. That's essentially what it is. You get all the clips from that one podcast. It's not your content. You didn't shoot it. Nope. You don't. I mean, but, in our case, we did shoot a lot of it. It's just but, like overflow videos, but sure. yeah. It's yeah. Normally, it's like, we're going to all funnel into this one page where essentially, and the, People follow theme pages. Like, honestly, if you scroll on TikTok or if you scroll on YouTube or uh, even Instagram now, you'll be surprised by, like, like wealth, right? Mm -hmm. Wealth is, like, one of the biggest theme pages. It has, like, 10 million It was, like, followers. millionaire mentor. Yeah. There's a lot of big theme pages. Yeah. Like, they're more motivation-based. I think yeah. we're seeing a rise in the more niche-based theme pages, which is, like, I mean, I technically have a niche, but it's health. Yeah. I don't really consider health a niche. No. It's, like, because everybody needs to be healthy. So yeah. it's, like, a broad. Or wants to be healthy. Or yeah. wants to be healthy. Um, so yeah, I mean, so so we're planning on taking that. So you know, for example, we had on that page multiple testosterone videos that went viral. Testosterone, in my opinion, is a rising up and coming niche because of the rise of TRT and yeah. hormone replacement and like ice baths and all this stuff that are kind of accumulated with raising your testosterone as a man. Um, so one of those videos got you know it was like two million views on TikTok and seven million views on Facebook. Like so, the rise of Facebook. 
Yeah, I love, I love Facebook. <laughs> um, but just that video, and then from an advertising perspective, yeah. you can target just the people that watch yeah. the single video. So right now, how hot are the people that watched the 7 million people that watched a testosterone video? Yeah. So the car, I'm not going to say the product because it sells really well. Um, I'm going to keep that secret. <laughs> I'll tell you off camera if you want to know. But, um, you know, they sell a product to that audience. Yeah. Because I own the theme page, because they're running the ads, we split the profits of the ad. Unlock. We, we split it. Unlock. So that's now that's a business in itself. Yeah. Like just growing a theme page. I think agencies should grow theme pages from the sole perspective of its proof. It's proof that you can grow something and get views. Because if I hire an agency, I'm looking for a couple things. Number one, I'm looking for more followers. I want to grow my audience. Yeah. Number two, I'm looking for exposure. I want to get more views and eyeballs on my stuff. Yeah. And number three, I want good quality videos to be put out consistently. Yeah. That's all agencies do. Yep. The problem is, is most agencies only focus on putting out good quality videos consistently, mm. which is not good because if you're competing for that, you're competing to go to the bottom because now you're competing on price. Mm. If you're talking to a client and saying like, I can follow, I can grow your followers. Well, so what do you think about the, I mean, maybe I'm just a good salesman, but like, what do you think about the, cause quality is subjective. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's like, there's 10% of people that can tell when something's shit. And there's 10% of people that can tell when something's like an Oscar winning level. That 80% in the middle. Doesn't care. No one understands. Yeah. Like no one, like you can see like, this is good. This is bad. Mm -hmm. This is like better than most. Right. You're correct. But yeah. like the majority of people can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. If you have something that's like in that top 10%, you can sell just being like, I am this top 10%. Well, I think you can, but how are they going to stay? Yeah. And, and in my experience, when it comes to an agency, like you could be a great salesman, which I know you are, like, and you have a good product. I've seen your videos. They're clean. They're, they're very, they're, they're very well edited. So you have and this. Clipped it. Yeah. Clipped. So, <laughs> so you, so you have those two things, but. As a business owner, like if I was hiring you to be like, yo, I want Grant, I want you to, I want you to help me grow Ryan again, personal brand. Yeah. And you're like, I can do that. It's like, cool. And you're like, I charge $10,000 a month. I'm like, I know that I, I know that I make more than $10,000 a month from my personal brand. So I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'm going to take that risk on you, Grant. Yeah. Show me what you got. So I pay you 10 grand, you know, I, and maybe month one, you do an okay job. You know, maybe month two again. Maybe I see. Maybe maybe it's not your fault. Maybe yeah. maybe you've used it. Yep. Month three, it's like, hey man, you know, I'm paying you ten k a month. Like, you know, we haven't gone viral yeah, in a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you well, think? So, but and I'm a very like, reasonable. Is that, why, is that why you give like the? That's why you force the ninety days. Yeah. So I mean, and then just to wrap up that thought, I'm gonna be like, hey, great man, I like this work. I like this quality, but I'm not making any money. Yeah. Like that's the return. There's no ROI on this, so I'm just gonna go ahead and bring this in house. Yeah. So that's it. That's where that that falters, and that might be six months for somebody that makes yeah. more money. Yeah. Like if I was only making like twenty grand a month, and like I'm spending half of it on you. Yeah. You know, then it's like. Well, first yeah. off, you shouldn't. You honestly shouldn't be working with an agency if you're only making twenty. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think we're in an age where, like, if you're a good salesman, again, you could you could sell that to somebody. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying you and you you would have a good product. It's just the business owner yeah. doesn't need that product. Well, it's also that. about who you're identifying, right? Because if, you, if you're if you selling $10,000 product, you need to be working with someone that's making $100,000 a month. Yeah. I mean, we found, because I charge, you know, I have two packages in my, in my agency, it's 6000 or 10000 And the 6000 people, they fall into the category of they're making around 50000 a month. And then the 10000 people are 100000 plus. Yeah. Like, 
and that was and the hundred thousand plus is a very well established business yep. who is and they they have a lot of things in place as well. They are definitely have a back end ROI mechanism yep. that is producing them a lot of money. They are not looking to you as the agency to make them money. They're yep. looking to you as agency to get their videos out there. Yep. And they, and they consistently get their videos out there. Yeah. So it's a different dynamic. The six K, sometimes it's like they start looking to you like, hey, do you think we can make ad videos? Do you think we can do this? Do you yeah. do that? And that's where like Oh, do do you do how do you do you get do you get sucked into long form at all? Do, you, do no. people ask you to do long form? The, all the time. I per, I don't touch long form. I've I've learned, and this is just something you know. Back on kind of like my my story, I knew that like one, I really enjoy short form. Like myself personally, I yeah. like it. Like yeah. it's, I'm good at it myself. Yeah. So it's like I I'm not great at long form. I'm trying to get better. Like I'm vlogging. I'm I'm on podcasts. Yeah. Like, you know, but there's. I'm not a YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a different skill it's also, set. It's a different editing style. And it, it is a hundred percent different editing style. And it's a different mindset of the viewer when they sit down to watch you. Yep. It's not interrupted for the most part. No. In a lot of cases, it's suggested, meaning that like you log into YouTube, maybe you've I've, you've watched a Grant podcast or you've watched a Ryan Pineda podcast. And if Ryan McGinn had a podcast and I'd been in Ryan Pineda's podcast before, you might see my podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like so it's like I understand the psychology. Well, but I like that's the, I mean, but I don't, but just to answer that, like, I feel like too many agency owners specifically, they start, they start saying yes to everything yeah, and then they get, they're not great at, at one thing. And I think we're in an age where you need to be really, really good at one thing. Like, and that one thing, I mean, for me being really, really good at short form is, has allowed me to generate, you know, a million dollars of revenue for two years in a row mm -hmm. just from short form. Yeah. I, as far as I know, yeah, a lot of other, yeah. Well, specifically, I mean, yeah. we've bled over into all the sure, short but, like, but yeah. our focus is and always will be, you know, for the foreseeable future, always TikTok. Because I just, TikTok drives culture. Yeah. Like, and I truly believe that. Again, I'm like, like, I believe in it. So it's easy for me to sell it, yeah. you know? And, and I, I just seen it too many time and time again. Like, if you're seeing something on Reels, it's because it came from TikTok a few months ago. Yeah. Like, so it's like, we focus on what's first and what's trending and what's, in my opinion, it's what's hard. Like there's no roadmap for what's going to be trending on TikTok next yep. month. Yep. You know, which is also why I I have a lot of confidence in my work and what we do because like I'm not afraid. Because you know, going back to what you said at the beginning, like how was I the one to be able to say that? It's like I've done it for myself and I've done it for a lot of other people. Yeah. So I have that confidence that I can do it for you. Yeah. You know, and, and there's also qualifications that like, which I think more agency owners should put fail safes in place. And I say something like that. It's like, you need to screen your people. Like, but I also understand that as an agency, you're probably needing to make money. Like I was there too. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, is that so important? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I said, I, you know, you need to make money. Like this is a, you know, people survive. You have rent, you have bills, car payments, insurance. Yeah. Like, so I understand why people take clients that they know I should not take this client. Yeah. You know, cause I've done it in the past and it's turned out bad every time I've had that inclination and that feeling. I, I have a, an, a perspective of why I think you're probably good at what you do. And I think it's because with the people you work with, that's the reason I think I'm good at what, what I do as well. It's just different. You're in a different tier with the people that you're talking to. Well, I'm just you further along. Sure. No, it's not, it's not even about that. It's yeah. like you on, when you're talking to people that have made not just a million dollars, but hundreds of million dollars, yes. billion dollars, right? When you're talking to that level, you have to unite them with the person that has nothing. Which is hard. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Everybody's I, disconnected at that. Level. Yeah, and so like for for example, like your perspective of like I know what the average person 
doom scrolling on TikTok mm-hmm. is thinking. And they don't care about this tactical thing. Because you're talking about, like, you started this year, like, there needs, to be a, there needs to be benefit for educators. Yes. You're educating on some level, but in reality, you're taking someone who's a billionaire who people have no, like, there's a luxury lifestyle, but, like, a billion, like, there's no way that someone, someone like Grant is going to relate to someone no. that's, like, no, that no, hasn't they, made any money. A guy who has to have security follow him 24-7 is not thinking the same things it's that, like, I thing. think when I go to the store. Yeah. Or you think when you go to Publix. Yeah. Like, it's not you the just, same. Like, you, you drive through neighborhoods and you're like, they would never know what to do if they lived here. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't. They wouldn't. But when you know that, and when you know that those are the people that are watching, those are the people that are, even more so those are the people that are commenting. Yes. It's like, that's where you make your money because you can understand they don't care about, they don't care about the tactic as much as they care about the, like the desire, the influence, the impact. Like they, they don't care. They don't care about how to get the jet. They just want to see what the jet's like. Yeah. They want to, what it's like in the jet, maybe what you did to kind of get yourself a jet. How long did it take you? Yeah. How long did it take you? Yeah. Like. And then what do you do with a jet? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. why should I even want it? Because they want to relate. They want to, like, they want to be able to dream about something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it is. I, I know I said it's for educators, but I think 100% that TikTok Reels and YouTube Shorts is purely entertainment. Yeah. Like, I, I call it business entertainment. Yeah. Like, I still believe in a nugget of education should sure. come from every video that we put out. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's, you know, and, and yeah, that I do have that strength, mainly because, like, you know, and even me, like I, my lifestyle and my beliefs and my attitude towards money has significantly changed in two years. Yeah. Um, one, it's who I'm around. Yeah. Like you can't have a conversation <laughs> with the people that I have conversed with and not change your beliefs on money. Like it's fucking impossible. Yeah. Like, and then also when you start making money, it also, I think the difference is not making money. But I myself, I changed my view of relationship with money when I started spending a lot of money. And I'm not saying spending frivolously on, on like, you know, bottle service and, you know, fucking trips and travel and all this shit. I'm saying is like, I have a team. At one point, I had a team of 20. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we hover between 10 to 14. And it's like, there are on my team, three people that almost make six figures. Like. I am their sole provider and livelihood, my company. And then there's eight others or whatever yeah. that like, I'm still their full-time income. And yeah. like, and they depend on me to pay them every two weeks, the first and the 15th. Their chef asks them, they need to get paid because their rent's not getting paid. And then also, at, you know, when you see money coming in and then you see it going out. Yeah. And yes, it's, I love the fact it's like, I can bring this in and I can make this. I wouldn't be able to make the money I had without spending this. But at the same point, it's like you have to be so comfortable spending large quantities of cash. Yeah. That that to me still fucks me from time to time. Like I'm doing an event in January. It's losing me money right yeah. now. Well, first off, you're doing the event for a pay like a pay what you want to yeah. Donate to pay what you yeah. want. That's why it's losing money. Technically it's gross. <laughs> but it's uh That's like there's no like you they have people probably donating a dollar to A lot of them are. <laughs> but a lot of them did. So. Yeah. Um, but yes, but there's, but that's calculated. I'm going to talk about that for a while. But like the, the, the whole point is like, you know, even like, I know it's like if a good editor comes available and you know, I may not need an editor, but I'm looking at, I can grab that person for, let's say $4,000 a month. Yeah. I can't really afford that or I shouldn't do that because of budget, but I don't want that guy to get scooped up. I know I'm, I can bring on more clients to make that. So I need to invest in this person and bring him in. Yeah. 
Like I've done that for every editor basically that we've hired. Yeah. You know, I've gone in the hole an editor and then got the clients to make up for it. Yeah. Um, Are you good at getting clients? I don't have to struggle. I'm very fortunate. And I, and I do know that, that it's uh, a lot of people struggle to get clients. I'm a good salesman. I know how to sell, but I, I have organized my personal brand and my reputation in a way that I, I have a wait list. Like I could get clients to, today if I just sent a few text messages. Yeah. Um, and that's because like I, I've set myself up that way. I have a really good product and I've gotten great results for a lot of very big people. Yeah. You know, so it's like if I, if I was missing any of those, then no, I'd be running ads and I would have to, I'd have to sell. Here's what I want to ask, because this is where, this is where it gets consulting for me. Mm. Uh, so much of your business is you. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this, I think, a couple months ago. Yeah, today is about uh, not even today's, it was, I think it was at the client essential. Oh yeah, the client essential one, yeah. Um, but we were talking about this because I think you were talking to Eddie about it. So much, everything I do is relies on me. It's like, I have to fly out. Mm-hmm. I have to creatively direct. I have to be the one asking the questions. There's a limit to your, your like, first off, you're a dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, like you have a fiance, like you're, you have a life. Yes. You don't want to travel. You said, you, you said before this that you traveled how many days? Uh, so as far as I can track, I don't exactly know how many flights, but it was, uh, I, I just checked my balance cause I'm going, I'm traveling in like two weeks. I'm taking my fiance to Vegas for like a little getaway. Um, I had 116,000 miles in my American <laughs> airlines account, which was my which majority of that was this year. Um, cause I, I like to wipe out the miles and spend them. Yeah. Um, I don't like to just hold on to them. Um, so that was, most of that was flying this year. Um, this year I've been to Germany once, India once. Um, Vegas probably 10 times, uh, Austin, Texas, like five or six times, uh, Miami, like fucking 20 times, uh, LA, San Diego, Utah, like four times. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. And that's not to mention conferences too. Yeah. That's not to mention. Yeah. And then also just me filming for like, cause I want to do a podcast with somebody or like, I want to invest in my brand. Um, and then on a Marriott specifically, I like Marriott's, um, because I have my Bonvoy and I have the Marriott membership. I'm platinum member at Marriott, which I got this year, which as of right now, it's like, I think it's like 40, like, well, it kind of rolled over from last year, but I, I've stayed this year 45 nights in a Marriott hotel. 45 nights. Yeah. In a, in a Almost hotel. two months of the year this year has been spent in a And that's not counting those trips to Vegas because there's no good Marriott property on the strip. Oh. Like, that's and, that's and, so much. I know. That's too much. much. <laughs> it's too, it's, that's actually too much. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. But I... I'm also in, this is year two of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big believer in do what others want to get results that yeah. they can't. Yeah. Um, a lot of the results that we get is because I mm-hmm. put myself on the line and I go there. And say, I, wait, and say I that, that again. Say that again. Wait, the, the, do what I, I came out good the first time. Uh, <laughs> do what others want to get the results that others can't. Like, yeah. I'm willing to travel. Write like, that down. Yeah. Okay. Like, and that I've lived by that. Like, whether that's work later, work longer. And I, I think you can only do that to a degree, but you have to do things that like when I started the agency, I knew that it would be very easy for me to sit back and just say, you send me your content. Yeah. And early on, I was able to do that with a lot of clients. Yeah. Like we were like, I mean that, cause there was no competition when yeah. I started. I was, a, I was the only TikTok agency when I started, it yeah. wasn't a thing. Now it's a fucking industry. Yeah. Um, like now I'm like, well, I know if I go. One, the content's going to be statistically, I will do it better than if you do it yourself because yep. you have my help and guidance. 
uh, I know it's going to be high quality because I'm controlling the camera. I know the audio is going to be good. I know that, and I know that I'm not going to leave unless I get enough videos to, to, to kind of work with and get what I want. Yeah. Um, I started doing that very early on with a client that due to legalities can't mention. Um, and it basically changed the path of his life and mine. And I would argue the path of the industry as well. Yeah. And, and that's where the direct to platform, as we call it, talking to the camera came from. And I exploited the shit out of that. And I yeah. still do. Um, because I know if I sit in a room with somebody for four to six hours, I can leave with hundreds of videos. But here's my thought, though, is like, so your agency, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's based off of you. Yes. It's based off of you and your energy and your, like, where, how do you duplicate yourself? I know, like, you have your team, mm -hmm. you're growing your team. Team is also really good. Like, Luis is. Yeah, I have is, a great team. Can I, yeah, it. Luis, Ariana is amazing. Uh, Savannah, I don't know. You met, I don't know if you I met Savannah. Uh, Savannah is incredible. Kim is incredible. Like, I have, and my whole team is awesome. Yeah. I I would, I would 100% say that I have the best team in the world at creating viral short form content. Yeah. I'm still mad at them all the time, though. There's Luis. <laughs> <Speaking of them. laughs> he might go to the other room. But, um, the, I have tried to like Luis is probably the closest I have to me. Yeah. Um, Ari is, a, you know, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's. I like him a lot. He doesn't match your energy. No, that's the thing. You it's completely it's, opposite. He's like not completely opposite, but like he's <laughs> like kind of quiet. He's measured. Yep. He's very you know, analytical. He's introspective. I, yeah. I'm very audacious and free flowing. Yeah. Um. I don't know, like, because because obviously a, a goal would be to sell my company and sell the agency at some point. But I've also learned that in working with the clients I work with, they to charge the price and to charge ten thousand dollars a month, there has to be a level of trust and a level of likeness to the to the person that's charging you that and the person that's paying that. Yeah. Um, and I'm fortunate I have a lot of big clients paying that. And no, if I said, "Hey guys, I'm done," yeah, I'm sending Luis, they would probably cancel. But that's probably because of how you onboard them. Well, it, it is. People say that, and I don't. I understand that factually. From like, a, it makes sense to me. Yeah. The, the onboarding Cause, cause process. You to, if you push, because it's like he's made viral videos. Mm -hmm. He's like he's been in the room with but you. There is time. But to get to the point where, and this is where, like, I I know is I don't want I don't mean to be argumentative on that. It's just that, like I have thought this over so many times. Like how to rep? How do I do this? Like because I don't like. I mean, we're going into twenty twenty five or whatever, right? Twenty twenty four. Do I want to travel 160,000 miles again? No. Yeah. But I like making a million dollars. Yeah. And I like what it's provided me and my family. And I like the reputation it's gotten me. So it's like, I'm willing to do that if I have to do that. Like knowing that. Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, like, no. Creatively wise, no. Traveling sucks. Like when you travel that much, you don't want to fucking travel no more. And when like, you create that much, like tell me, like talk to me about burnout too. Like. Burnout's right real. I why I mean burnout's real. I just don't identify with burnout. I love it. I love <laughs> um because it, it I've changed as a person so much. Like I I know like my past, I was a giant degenerate, huge partier. I drank all the time. Like I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like I still enjoy drinking and partying when when it's when I see it's fit. Yeah. But I can't do that during the week. I can't wake up and manage fifteen people. Yeah. Like I can't wake up and know that I have to sift through hours. Also, you're forty. So that's yeah, forty. <laughs> which is why I'm doing everything I can to not age. Um, but I mean, all of this kind of comes back to you. It's like you know, to remove myself. Like when you start charging, like everybody talks about charging high ticket, mm -hmm. and even I've done it. Like I've paid. You know, one of my clients is Chris Crone. I paid Crone ten thousand dollars for coaching, and I got a lot of his team. I didn't get enough of Chris. Yeah. I didn't keep paying. Yeah. You know, and then same thing with, uh, like if I paid, you know, I mean, I mean, 
anybody. Like, like I, I'm really good friends with Eddie Malouf. I pay Eddie. Like, Eddie has a coaching program, but he's not really in it. Yeah. I pay Eddie $3,000 for an hour phone call when I need Eddie. Yeah. Like, I want Eddie. Yeah. Like, and me, that's all these clients, like, and they, they've told me. But he tells you the same thing I just said. Yeah, they all say it, but they don't, but that's the thing. They all say it, but they don't believe it. Like, they don't. They do, because, I mean, at least Eddie, because he's got, he's got, he's. And see, I'm telling you, they got, say like it, eight, but they like, don't do it. He's got eight figures, though. It's a little different. Yeah, I mean, but Eddie, I, I know that if I texted Eddie right now, I said, Eddie, I need a phone. I need a call. Yeah. Like, he probably, I, Eddie, for watching this, I hope that we got to the point where, I mean, we do talk all the time. But I know that there's a switch too. That like, hey Eddie, I need business help, and I, yeah. I need to invest in this. Like, like I paid seven thousand dollars for a VIP ticket to his event. I'm yeah. going in January. Yeah. Um, which you should go to if you're not. Um, I want to. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, would it? Like, I literally, I've asked my clients. I, I, I have asked them. I said, hey, if you're paying what you're paying, and then you know that you're getting me, because a lot of my clients come from. They see me on a stage. Yeah. They talk to me. They see my Instagram. They know that I worked with so and so. And they know, like, it's it's something about the $10,000 a month price point, which I don't care what any high-ticket closer says. It's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money to, to be honest, to anybody. anybody. To it's $120,000 a year yeah. to an external agency that you don't see every day and you can't control. Yeah. There's a difference between Who's, that. To be honest, and the agency, the sole purpose of an agency is, I want to systemize everything. I want to plug you it. into my system. To steal it. To do the least amount of work possible to get you the best results possible. Yep. It's like, that's when an agency is just full of lazy people. Yep, basically. And, and and in my opinion, agencies are also started by people that can't be creators, but still want to help yeah. creators. And that and that is, and I don't say that from a derogatory standpoint, um, because it's a reality that I had for myself for a very long time. Like, I knew a lot about helping people, but I had no proof of myself. Yeah. But I, but when it came to TikTok, yeah. I saw that as my opportunity to prove myself yep. that I can become an influencer and I can be a face. But it's taken me a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been making videos for 10 years. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I'm still not as big as most of my clients. Yeah. And I put a lot of effort into me. Yeah. Like, you know, on top of the client's work and like. Um, Is it hard to make videos for yourself? Because you got, like, you almost. I talk to this with people all the time. I'm like, I would love to have a me for me. I would love it. Like, if I could have someone that's me in the room coaching me, that'd be awesome. Well, that's where Luis is awesome. Um, like, Luis has just hung out with me. I mean, Luis, all those 100,000 miles, like, I think yeah. 90,000 of that was with Luis by my side. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them now have been with Ariana. Some have been with Savannah. Um, like, so that's what I think, too, is, like, spending money. Like, I don't travel alone anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't, I travel with people. I have an entourage. Yeah. Like, I can't, I don't, not because I wanted one. Yeah. Like, or I think it's cool, but it's like, there's a, there's a business purpose for each of these people to be here. So it makes sense for them to be there. But yeah, it's, you know, I, but I did make a shift a long time ago. And I think this is where agencies should, agency owners specifically should do this from day one was you have to, ha you have to be just as a priority as your biggest client Yeah. to a degree. Like, yes, if the agency is your sole per sole income you need to put the agency first and clients come first and my clients do come first because the, the agency makes a lot more than ryan mcginn personal brand yeah so like the agency will be so if i need to not post videos on ryan mcginn personal brand because that editor needs to you know edit for a cardone or a crone or, yeah. or a brandon carter you go yeah like but at the same point for the last the most of my growth in the last year has been because i treat myself like my like i am a ten thousand dollar client yeah like the only thing that 
I don't do properly is I don't do the batch filming sessions. Just one, because I can't stomach it when we come back. I'm just like, I just film when I'm like, I need to film. Yeah. Like, well, I, actually, so here's my thought on that too. I want to ask you a question because most people, Gary B talks about a lot. Gary B thinks that organic content, we're going to have law form unedited is going to come back. I, I would agree. Uh, but a lot of people are talking about content variations and content styles. Mm-hmm. So you guys don't do that. You guys do. We're going to do this. We're going to talk about these. We're going to structure them these way. This is the way we end the videos. Mm-hmm. And the way you clip it and the way you cut it is like, it's systemized. To a degree, yeah. But like, it's like, there's a, you're, you're forming the story. But like, these platforms, one, they, like TikTok's wanting long, longer form videos. I don't believe that. You don't think they're value retention? So... I, I finish your point and I, I want to come back to that, but yeah, okay. Well, I've so like, seen data that that is different. Though. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know the data. So, I, but, but at the same time, like, there's also like, you know, carousels are good. Carousel, uh, carousels on I Instagram. Love carousels are crushing awesome. on Instagram. Uh, there's the the movie poster vid where it's like you have the you have the thumbnail mm-hmm. and then you you carousel to the video. Mm-hmm. That's that's a trend of the last three months that everybody's mm-hmm. freaking out about. And then honestly, it was really funny. Is like, I would take someone like. I'm a, there's some big accounts where their best videos are actually tweet reels mm-hmm. because I don't know, maybe their content sucks or maybe people are just re- like, people like, I want to, yeah. I want to wa- I want to read the, read the tweet more than I want to do anything else. So like with those content variations, you don't do any of that. You're not like, mm. I'm going to help you with all the content pieces to get you kind of like a balanced diet of content. You're like, I'm going to just make a viral video mm. over and over again. Yes. Talk you out of the why. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple. Not that I don't think any of those are bad. Like I love innovation, and I like with the subtitles specifically. I love seeing where they've where they're at now. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, like you know. And where by the way, gonna... he's the guy that made subtitles. The reason you see subtitles on videos. Well, yeah. the big bold obnoxious ones. <laughs> the Gary Vee had them on Instagram first. I uh, yeah, but maybe, maybe. But, but uh, that's the same. But the bold ones, the cross your yeah. face and the yeah, the and green and the yellow yeah. and the red. Yeah, yeah. The very dynamic subtitles. I make. Yeah. Me and my team. Like you know. Um. But when it comes to style, so I look at things. Okay. So I have a company, right? The company runs, and I'm I, I'm all about transparency. It averages anywhere between eighty and like one hundred twenty thousand a month, depending on what we're doing and yeah. who we're working with, and like the volume. Based on math, that's like somewhere between. Eight to thirteen to fifteen clients. Yeah, roughly. Well, I mean, I still have those clients that have been with me for a while. True. Like we, as they just shows, we all have. True. Those. Um, I have. Uh, we manage. Uh, it's like it's fifteen clients and twenty two accounts. Okay. So how that breaks down? Yeah. Um, on average, it, it fluctuates because we kill accounts and start accounts a lot. Um, with that said, I have a team of you know a core team of ten, con- and then four other contractors that work with me. You know. And they're all contractors technically. Um, I'm not W2 yet. I may look into that, have to do that this year. I don't know. Um, I don't really want to do that, but that's another, you know, big boy problem when you yeah. have a big company. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, so I know that I have in my payroll, you know, as in money going in and out, flushes from like fifty to seventy thousand dollars a month. Yeah. That don't change. Yeah. That's always coming. Yeah. You know, so I have to and then we have contracts, we have our, our core numbers that we need to hit, which are on average, we're posting on average a hundred videos a day. Yeah. So I have to hit that contractually or else I'm violating contracts to my clients and I don't want my clients mad at me. Yeah. Um, so for me to make, this is where like, I love small agencies because you're scrappy and you can make decisions and you can make things happen fast. Yeah. You lose that when you get to be my size. Yep. Yeah. Which, fucking annoys me I, 
Do you right. think that there's a, because I think I don't, short form agency in particular, mm-hmm. there's tons of different agency sales, but like short form agency, six figure a month agency, uh, those problems sound awful. They are. And it's, I actually would argue the same thing for like a long form agency that you do like YouTube yeah. videos. I think like to be like, I have to produce 10 this week, mm-hmm. long form, like that's, that sounds like a, it's terrible. It's the I, worst business. The to worst, be the best spot I think is like, if you're in that 30 to 50 range, you, you can stick between like 10 to 15 to 20 in payroll. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're banking 10 to 15,000 a month, but that's like your cap. Yeah. I, I was there for a while. Yeah. Like, and I, I was able, I mean, like, I, I'm so, I, I feel like I'm the most transparent about numbers of anybody. Like, like I saved $200,000. Like my agency made him almost a million, like a million the first year. And I was able to save 200,000. Yeah. And I, and I talked to see, I talked to people and that was, in, they said that was incredible. Yeah. They're like, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you hear. We work with these companies Yeah. and they don't like, so. Cause it's all and, ego and perception. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, okay. But to me, by the time I had saved that, I was now spending 50 to 60,000 a month. Yeah. But now, and I looked down, I'm like, I only have four months. Yeah. Yeah. Four months. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. My business is, if shit fucking collapses, my shit's gone in four months. Yeah. Like, so, and I am, you know, they, you know, so when it comes to that, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but it, it, it becomes very hard. You, you learn really quickly, at least for me, that the agency for me has become my leverage and my, my clout and my, it's a part of my brand. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas my personal brand is a hundred percent profit. Or to a degree, about eighty-five percent profit. Yeah. When I sell stuff on my personal brand side, do do brand deals, do advertising, and my ad revenue and like shit like that. So, I mean, yeah, I I I would not. It takes this different type of person to want to scale that agency past a hundred thousand a month, and yeah. I've learned that, and I've been there for a while. I don't know if I want to take it more than that. I like to optimize it better and keep more of the profits, but every time I try to optimize it better, I lose quality. Yeah. And then that's where it kind of comes into what you were saying about like changing the styles. Like when you have a style that's working really well yeah. and you have a well-oiled machine, it's hard. For, like if I just throw in carousels, it's like taking a fucking giant wrench and fucking destroying a part of my machine. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, okay. And here's the thing too, that small agencies don't deal with big agencies do, especially working with big clients. Where would I test carousels? Ideally it would be my account first. Yeah. If I put it on my account, all my clients watch my videos. If that if that carousel crushes, they all want that. Now what? Not a big deal, right? It's awesome. I found something that works. No. Now I need probably two graphic designers now full-time to do these carousels. <laughs> yeah. And I need another poster to be able to post these carousels, you know, when they need to be posted. Yeah. I just added $10,000 a month to my payroll because a carousel worked. Yeah. Did it... Do I... So I weigh it in trade-offs. Like, are carousels a thing that is going to be here? Was, is, is a carousel going to work in six months like it's working right now? Probably not. But good videos will still work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look back to same thing with, like, the tweet. I, I don't believe in the tweet reels just because there's not a lot. I know there's somebody's words, but it's not. There's no influence. There's no eye contact. There's no, like. It's context, but with yeah, the, the like, value of everything else. If you're selling anything or you're planning to sell anything, you got to talk to the camera and you got to make eye contact with yeah. the camera because um, that builds influence. That's psychology. That's not like a test. It's not like a an idea. It's like, yeah. no, psychology says you trust somebody when you look them in the eye. Yeah. Like, you know, so 
I, I make the decisions based on like what we're doing based on that. But I also look at some of the best video creators on the internet, Mr. Beast being one of them. You think he's changing his style? To be honest, I just, he's making better videos. They're just getting more expensive. Yeah. Well, to be honest, that's, I, so like, I mean, Mr. Beast is when you're talking about content creators, like that's who you study. Yeah. That's, that's what you look but at. But I also look at somebody like I, I'm heavily inspired by Emma Chamberlain. She did heavily change her style because she was burning out. I think it was because she shouldn't have still been editing her videos. She should have got help. Yeah. But then I also understand that it would have never been the same as hers. So yeah. they, so I, I understand that dichotomy, but you know, Emma Chamberlain, she just makes videos. Can I tell you who my favorite content creator is right now? Who's that? Sam Sullick. Yeah. But I will say like, everybody's looking to Sam and being like, yeah, look, the guy's just posting these ugly long videos, no editing, no it's thumbnail. It's driven. Yeah. I will but say. do you know, do you know why Sam can do that? Cause Sam's a freak. Yeah. Sam looks like a freak. Yeah. Sam acts like a freak. Well, so like you don't, you don't need captions as a pattern interrupt. When, when you are a pattern interrupt. When you're physically a pattern interrupt. You know, or you live a life that's worth emulating. Yeah. Like, and, you know, but another one that heavily, Casey Neistat's videos have not changed. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, I, I'm curious if you're taking Casey, because I think, like, you guys start in similar times. You guys have similar approaches when you talk about things, mm -hmm. where you say, like, you're like, I'm not a good editor, right? Like, I'm not, there's better editors, there's better, you know, people are better filmographers, right? Yeah. Casey's not a good videographer. No. And he's not a good editor. <laughs> yeah. He's just a really great storyteller. Yep. And so when like, uh, and to that same extent, I think you have a similar mindset where it's like, I'm just going to make a cool video. Yeah. When I started, I was broke. Do you know Hunter? Hunter. Hunter Weiss. Name sounds familiar. He did, he took over for editing for Casey for a while. I heard that. Before he went and did his own thing. And now his agency's like crushing. He does like, uh, he does like graphic videos. I, I've seen them. There's some really good ones. Where they there. pop off a bit. But I, I, yeah, just to that same extent, it's like, you can't. Like you can go simple and just I, I believe in simplicity. And then I believe in what can't so when it comes to video editing, like again, there's always gonna be a cooler edit. Somebody will do something that's cooler. Yeah. On the editing perspective. But at the end of the day, if the person in the video isn't cool. Yeah. That's that's the constant. We can slap bold dynamic subtitles, but if the person sucks, the video sucks. We can slap simple subtitles, but if the person sucks, the video still sucks. So I personally, and I have taken the approach to, I need to make myself, me, the person behind the camera being filmed, I have to make myself polarizing. I have to make myself entertaining. I have to make myself charismatic. I have to make myself a better storyteller. Yeah. I, cause I can control that. I can't control what and editing style. That's the work. hardest part for business owners. Yeah, because they're not good content creators. They're not good content creators at all. I, I, I say like this. I think like business people are great at business and they suck at creative in general. They're creatively good at business, but they suck at creative. But creatives, they suck at business. Yes. They really are bad at it. So like uh, there's a need to bridge that gap more because I think like I talk to both sides and I'm like, I just don't think they understand what the other one's at. I don't think they understand like. Well, they're confused because you have somebody like, I mean, like I have a lot of respect for Gary Vee, but a lot of what he says is confusing. Yeah. Like document don't create great in theory yeah but like if you live in your mom's basement yeah and you drive you don't have a car and you walk everywhere or like you have zero money or you or and you're boring on camera yeah the fuck are you documenting yeah i said i don't want to i don't want to see that have you seen but like I, I the reason i like that the reason i'm fine with that mm -hmm. is because when you start out like you watch mr beast first videos i mean they were they sucked 
but he's saying Logan Paul a million times. You know, the what video like, sucked, but the premise was extreme. Sure, sure. Like, like you, you can you can see the heart behind. You can see like the I the, I say Logan Paul's name twenty seven thousand times. Like yeah. that's extreme. Yeah, but like the the problem is is like yes. The camera quality doesn't matter. The the person doesn't. Yeah. If you're doing something that is extreme, I, so here's where I, I do disagree with you. I don't. I'm not gonna say camera quality doesn't matter. I do agree that the most important person is the subject. Yeah. How like the conviction, right? You're talking about like you're talking about yeah. avocados. And you're like, I fucking hate. Yeah, avocado. I love my avocado. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. I will say that if you have quality as an asset, like if you have a good camera, oh, yeah. quality as an asset, 100%. good, good mic, good, good audio. It 100% works better. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. 100. I don't want to say it to think that out. Like, I think you should, every if you're planning to start, you should use everything at your disposal yeah. to make it's an asset. the initial be thing yeah. better. Yeah. Like, you know, the phone phones are great, yeah. but the audio is not. So get a microphone. It's yeah. 300, 400 bucks. Like, yeah. don't start unless you can get that. Yeah. Like, you know, but at the same point, it's like, I don't want to tell you not to start because... Your first hundred are gonna suck, anyways. Like, and that's the thing. I too. would say first thousand, man. Yeah, it's probably my short form. My first thousand sucks. Yeah, that like on short form, it's like that. If you're making long form, a hundred is like you're really good sure. by a hundred. Sure. If you're making short, yeah, you gotta pump the. Sure. You gotta get those numbers up. Yeah, <laughs> like it's um, but yeah, it's the. I, I just don't believe like, I I think we're at an age where there there was an opportunity for people to just start and like I don't think we're there anymore. Like, and unless a new platform pops up and somebody can get in early from that front, like I think. The, the competition is too steep and you have professionals and not just professionals. Like you have like NFL level professionals, like NBA level professionals yeah. coming. Like I, I said it, I wish I, I, I want to find the clip, but I said, just wait till the YouTubers come to TikTok yeah. with their editing skills and their storytelling yep. skills. Because when I started, I said, I want to be bigger before they get here because how good they're going to be. And you fucking see it now. Yeah. Mr. B shorts are fucking awesome. All these people's sh like shit is awesome because they already had the skill set. And they know how to translate it. Like he just put out a video where it's like, I walked, I, how long does it take me to walk the, up the Empire State Building? Yeah. And as with Casey Neistat. Yes. I saw it in an hour. It had like 5 million views. Yeah. I and mean, it's like that. It's not just because it's Mr. Beast. It's because the premise is just interesting. Extreme. Yeah. And, and they have access. Yeah. How do you, can you just walk up the stairs? No, the no. <laughs> no, but you can if you're Mr. Beast and Casey Neistat, yeah. which is like <laughs> something that it's like, oh, look, the video is nothing. You just and walk up the Empire State paid him to do it. Let's be honest. Did. New York, probably, city yeah. of New York probably Probably did. I'm not going to lie to you. Like they probably did because they were like, who's the best creators? How can we get them to do something? Yeah, and we have one that's actually living And he's doing that. Like most other people, like if I had the opportunity to do that, that would be a long form bit. I would make that an hour long video, right? Like I would like, yeah. I would, I would try to like. He did do that in an afternoon. That was like, that was like a night, and he's like, I'm just gonna make this, and it's gonna be a 30 second video, and that's it. Yep. That's all you're gonna get. Like I just think that I, I think, and I don't want to say that. I don't mean to like say it to like discourage people to start, but just know, I, I'm a big believer, and I want to know what I'm getting into. Yeah. I want to know how hard this is going to be. I want to know how bad it's going to suck. I want to know what I can do that like, and then I want to look at myself objectively and like. Here's where I'm better than Mr. Beast in this area specifically. Yeah. Okay. How do I exploit that area? Yeah. Here's where I'm better than Casey Neistat or, you know, any of these people. Cause, cause you are like, nobody's amazing in everything. Everybody has unique qualities. And like, for me, like when it came, my only competitive advantage on TikTok was I had high quality equipment and I was not afraid to use it on short form video. And I was probably one of the first yeah. that turned that bought a fucking L bracket <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and turned my camera vertically. <laughs> my D 
DSLR. Yeah. Like, you know, to be specific, it was my Sony A6500 with a Sigma 16 millimeter lens with a Sennheiser shotgun mic. Professional level camera equipment. Yeah. I said, fuck my phone. I'm going to go film in my bedroom with a DSLR for TikTok. Yeah. And I'm not going to use the app to edit. I'm going to edit from my laptop. Yeah. Not because I didn't know how to use to the honest, phone. To be honest, though, you still use the crap, like, what was it, ScreenFlow? I still use ScreenFlow. Do you still use ScreenFlow? I don't know how to edit in Premiere. I you don't. I don't either. But you don't have to. <laughs> you know, like, like Screenflow is that is that that? I actually, I will say Screenflow. You're disappointing me lately. Like, why don't you have? <laughs> they, auto don't, they don't have devs on it, dude. It's like yeah, why do you, why do you not have like auto captions? Like, no, I'm gonna no. have to learn. I, I out of all of them, I would probably I would probably use Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Yeah. Like, just because. Like, I mean, but Premiere is good. My whole team uses Premiere, but also Premier's I've good learned podcast too. But it's hard for me because, like, I'm at a position where, like, I shouldn't be editing my videos. Yeah. You know what I did last night? Editing reviews? Yeah. Did you do you just cut them? No, I, I've i taken back over my account. I wasn't happy with I those. can't stand you. <laughs> I can't stand you. Well, you taking over your account? Um, to a degree. I do it I do it intermittently, and, like, Ariana and Luis make fun of me for it. Like, when my views go down, I start going to my folders. I start fucking editing. And I also started a vlog, too, so I'm also editing my vlog form right now. I'm uh, not with that. That's that's like because well, that's new because I don't have a team for that. Yeah. Like and, and like I don't have, but I have. I just said 14 people that can edit my videos. Yeah. Like, um, no, because I again, this is part. Like I'm a creative, and like I hate when I see mistakes being made. Even though like they're not, I wouldn't say they're big mistakes, but I'm like it's not. I wouldn't do that, and I don't know if that made the difference on that video. Yeah. But at least I know if I did it. Then it wouldn't. So I, I've severely cut my vibe. I was posting six videos a day on my TikTok. Last yesterday we posted two. Um, I throttled back the volume, just more or less, like, just because I I need to be in it again. Like, and that's the thing too, as you, as a CEO or like somebody that runs a company, you to to remove myself, like, what's the dream for everybody? Yeah. You also watch what you've created start fucking up, and that's not because it's like good people. It just happens. Like there is a there's an art and a gift to the to the to the person that started it and the person that was like, like there's a reason like i still believe like i love the apps i love like sub magic and CapCut, but like there was a there's a reason why i tilt my letters sometimes yeah there's a reason why i put a picture where i put it there's a reason why yeah. like and i feel like editing has gotten to a point where nobody has that reasoning and they're just doing shit because it like it looks cool yeah. and that that's my problem with editors well, the issue with those apps because like it's a it's like the uh, it's like the incredibles yeah. you know, like super bell where it's like and no one if everyone's super no yeah i that's what sub magic is to me yeah it's like any business center can just now throw captions on and honestly like even tiktok captions they're fine yeah they're okay the it's instagram the ones suck but like story and the structure they're fine but like i the the cool part that i think you're that your editing team is probably better at is framing the story and mm -hmm. like saying like okay that's the most grabbing part that's the hook mm -hmm. all right i like this i'm gonna pull that it's gonna be the sub hook all right, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna end on this, and it's gonna be under 30 seconds, or yeah. it's gonna be like this. That is the hard part. The captions, like a graphic, a graphic artist, that's not the hard part. No, I mean it's an, it's a skill. It's a time consuming. There's, there's hard. There's it takes it takes a skill level to do it. Yes, but like the crafting of the story is, you're not an editor unless you actually craft the story. Well, see, and I and I think the problem, like a huge problem that the industry faces with video editors is video editors started during COVID. Yeah. They started during the pandemic and they started with seeing sub subtitles. Yeah. And they, they aren't video editors. No. They're subtitlers. Yeah. And the good video editors, they don't need 
honestly, yeah. those are the the. Uh, I think it's, I heard it's a new it's a new role. Uh, it's like not trimmer. It's like clip grabber. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I started that. I, I have a video that went viral. Like, there's some articles written about me. Like, like timestampers. Yeah. People that just watch long form videos and find the find the gems. But you know what? Like, you want how you get good at them? You got to build theme pages. Yeah. Like that's where theme pages are awesome. If you want to, if you want to get like, I mean, I literally I have two of these people on my team right now, that like you know because we work with a lot of people that have a lot of long form. Yeah. But it's not all good. Yeah. Like even me, like we've talked, you know, however long we're talking now, like I might have said like two things that I would say yeah. were viral worthy. Yeah. That it would even it, that I would even send to my team to get edited. And I guarantee you, Opus Clip is not going to get him. Opus Clips is fucking dog shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Like same with uh, what's there's like. There's so many. There's Opus Clips. There's like... There's Get like, Munch. Yeah, the Munch. Yeah. Like, I love how they use the fucking Hermosi video for that. Yeah. I know from experience. Yeah, you ain't fucking <laughs> duplicating that. Like, give me a break. And like, you know, even Sub Magic. The Sub Magic's great, but it's like, I love how they now have the We Add B-Roll for you. you know, here's my problem with fucking stock B-Roll. I hate it. If it's easy for everybody to use, everybody's yeah. going to use it and yeah. that's all the same. I, I, I tell my team, there's... If they use stock B-Roll, I fire them. <laughs> Like the only B-roll you can use has to come from the the client's Instagram yeah, account yeah. or Facebook account or yeah. videos. Like, like same thing with a, I, I'm so tired of looking at fucking emojis, even though like you know like in sound effect. You know, yeah. What is it with editors and sound effects? Like, I hate it don't day. you guys know that you can fucking adjust the volume of the sound effect? You don't need that shit to be hundred. You know what? Now with risers, I'm like, now with risers. I don't even know what a riser is. Risers, right? Like I said, that like oh yeah, like, yeah, such things. I'm like now with whoosh. Those. Yeah. Yeah, I like whooshes. I like whooshes. But still, the volume. Yeah. They leave the volume at 100%. Like, when we were doing some of the most viral videos with sound effects, like, the volume for the sound effect and, like, when the emoji popped in yeah. was, like, 10%. Yeah. You just heard it enough. Yeah. And then same thing with, like, audio leveling. I yell at my team all the time. I'm like, guys, like, I would I would argue 95% of the world listens with headphones. I mean, do you even... You actually know it's... Like, I require my editors to edit with headphones. I bought them all headphones. Because I'm like... You have to understand, like, if the, if the audio is fucked up and you put one piece and there's, like, a huge peak somewhere, yes, technically that could be a pattern interrupt. Yeah. But I've heard some shit that makes me want to throw my fucking headphones off because I'm like, ah, man, my fucking ear. Well, I heard some weird stat that said, like, the majority of people watch videos without sound. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if... I believe that on Instagram. I don't know if I believe that on TikTok. I still think people... Like, well, that's the story of the subtitles. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was attacked by the deaf community. Yeah. I didn't have subtitles. That was your first hater. That was my first hater. There's a lot of haters, man. And shout out to the deaf community. Yeah. Look what I did for you. Look, Look what I did for you, motherfuckers. Like, so it's like... Um, That's clip three. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was like... I wasn't doing subtitles like that on videos when I started because, well, you didn't need them. And it's not that you didn't need them. It's just like, I am a big believer in like only doing... I don't want to go complicated unless I have to go complicated because all that does, and this is this is why I have such a problem with the the edits that are happening these days. They're beautiful edits, but they take six, eight hours to edit a fucking 30-second video. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Like, I need to put out four to six a day. Do you, do you still require five vids a day? Um, yes. We're actually... Um, so my... The, the base for my team is, is four videos a day, five days a week. Um, we've implemented... Like, we're starting to... I mean... I would say it's moderately successful, like implementing AI, like to help us yeah. get to six. Yeah. Like, and that's where, like, I mean, there's probably good people like, oh, that's like, like these are start to finish the edits. Yeah. Like they, they're like not like you're not just taking a clip. 
Yeah. Like this is like you are you're taking a raw file. The files we still try to keep them around three minutes. Mm -hmm. Three minutes cuts down to roughly forty five seconds to a minute. Um and it takes my team, even with like we use AI to cut the clips immediately, cut out all the dead space. We're using AI. Are you using like Descript? Um no, we still I mean most everybody uses Premiere. Um yeah. the whole team uses Premiere. So it's like all the AI that you can use in Premiere, they're all using. Um but it still takes my best editor an hour and a half for yeah. a video. Yeah. Like and 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 she's been editing for yeah. two years. It, it should. Yeah. And it's like you think a viral video is gonna take less than that, mm -hmm. like it should. Like we have like uh you know, we have we're we're testing like we are we're always trying stuff to, to get faster. Like, cause speed is a problem, especially, and, and clients just expect more volume. Yeah. They expect more volume, but they don't want to pay for more volume. Yeah. Like you'll find that when you, when you start charging six, eight, ten, twelve thousand $12,000 a month, like it's hard to get them to start paying more. What's the most you ever charge? Uh, then 20 K for 90 days. Um, that was, I've done that quite a few times actually. The reason that was like people wanted to work with us, they had in-house teams. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll do something like that where I know it's like going in, it's like they want to study us and yeah. and take it. So I'm fine with that. Um, like I found a sweet spot for price points is 6,000 a month. Uh, for that, we do two videos a day. That's the minimum. And then 10,000 a month gets you up to six videos a day. But it, both the 10,000, it's not, it, it's not a number. It's, it's growth. Yeah. It's like if the account's not growing, we might be posting 12 times a day or we might be, you know, doing one epic video every day. Or like we have, like I put it in the contract where we do have, I don't want to say full creative control because um, it still is the client's account and we're never going to jeopardize that. Yeah. Um, but it's like you have to trust us that like, okay, views are down this month. Yeah. Give me 30 days to, to work on this and let's reevaluate it. And don't question what we're doing in those 30 days. Yeah. Like give us time. You know, and I mean, that's hard because like we're their brand in most cases. And I don't think agency owners respect that enough, especially like the smaller ones. Yeah. It's like, yo, if, if, if you make a business owner go viral and statistically you make enough videos for somebody, you will yeah. like, you know, it's like we, we accept viral is 1 million views. Yeah. And it's not 100,000 views. Yeah, well, somebody said it was like 10 times the average number of views. I still don't believe that. Right? I, here's the deal though. It's like, for example, some of your accounts that you're working with, mm -hmm. if you have a million followers, your math is, it's easier, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like you're going to get a million views more often. I don't know if that's on TikTok. I don't like Instagram. Yes. Instagram ha holds a certain account authority and YouTube kind of does as well. Yeah. Like, but on TikTok, I have had. I've been fortunate. I've had multiple conversations with multiple people that work at TikTok. All of them, the one constant for every conversation I had was that TikTok treats every video posted as if it's a brand new video and the followers don't matter. Anybody Which, has the opportunity. That's the coolest part about that platform. Is and, that like, and that's why you see million follower accounts with 2,000 views on a video. Yeah. yeah. Like, while that is heart-wrenching yeah. to see if you have a million followers. Yeah. It's cool to see if you don't. If you have nothing, it means that you can just tomorrow put out a video mm -hmm. that pops off. And then I don't think in that, this is where like, I, I don't know. Eventually that's not going to be there. Yeah. Like, and that's why I don't understand. Like people still shun TikTok and they focus on reels and they focus on shorts and they're like, TikTok's an afterthought. Like, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, love her, the girl, I hate the girl. She's still relevant to this day because yeah. she blew up on TikTok. Same yeah. thing with like Bella Porch. Bella Porch, like, they, was it like, there's like a ton of fucking creators. Yeah. 
Like TikTok is like Vine. You may not make any money from TikTok, except everybody knows your name. Yeah. I found, I met somebody, he's an Instagram, uh, sorry, TikTok influencer, 2 million followers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he said he's trying to get a job as a bank teller. And I, and in my mind, I thought that's just the perfect perception. Cause I, I know like likes, views, nothing, it's not cash. Mm-hmm. It's, not. it's not. So in my mind, like, I'm not trying to like steal from JK Molina there, but like, it's not. And no, it's not. if you, in my mind, if you can, if you can get 2 million followers and you can't make money from it. That's a you, you problem. You can't get one. You can't get every person to, to give them enough value to give them give you one dollar. Well, another problem too that those people face is you can't be one a one platform wonder. I but I you got it. You got to use yeah. one platform to springboard you yeah. to all the others. Yeah, you always have one platform that is stronger. Yeah, but you can't. Like you have to be a complete influencer, and and I mean even I'm disproportionately balanced because YouTube's my weakest at forty thousand subs. Which is why I'm focusing on vlogging. I'm, I'm like, I'm. It's also YouTube's also the most valuable. YouTube is the most valuable. There, there is something to be said for for that YouTube plaque. Yeah. Like you get that hundred k plaque, and then you go on and get in a million. Like yeah. you are in a different category of person. Yeah. That's a hundred percent factual. But I don't want to discredit like TikTok is culture. Yeah. Like being and 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 TikTok dies every day. Like every day you are you're. It's like you start the morning. And you're like, how relevant am I today? Yeah. Like, and I like that. It's like a game. Yeah. It's like, and I don't think people understand how many views you need to be relevant. Yeah. Um, and I say relevance as in like, you know, because we work with like the Cardones, the Chris Crones, like, you know, the people that you think of when you think of like influencers, like the Logan Pauls, the Jake Pauls, the Mr. Beast. Like, I mean, we work with one uh, a pod, uh, really one of the top 10 podcasts right now. Like, he's, he's our client. Um and out of respect, I don't want to say his name, but I don't, I don't have an NDA with him. I'm just, I just don't want to use his clout. Um, like last, in the last 90 days, he gained 330,000 followers on Instagram Hmm. in the last 90 days to do that. How many, how many impressions do you think he had to get? Uh, 60 million. You're pretty close. It's like 55 million. Yeah. 55 million impressions yeah to get three three hundred thousand you know like the engagement rate on that is pretty low and he has Uh, a top 10 spotify podcast yeah he has the absolute biggest guests yeah and you know where a lot of those followers came from instagram collapse like the only way if you were a solo person, just you can get views as a solo person. How did so you call you? You collab a lot with your clients. Yep. Is that are they? Some of them, I'm guessing, the lower tier ones, they're they want it mm-hmm. because you have more followers. Mm-hmm. But what about the higher tier ones? So statistically, it, it's something we present. I present to the clients now when I start working for them. I don't. And, and again, like, I did it out of necessity to start. Yeah. This is a lot of shit. Like, I start the first client. I I was like, yo, we need better footage. I got to fly to you. So I flew to them. And then that fucking happened, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, and so it's like when it came, uh, and I mean, I'll say it like, cause we're really good friends. Um, Onyx Singal, I love Onyx. Um, he, he was just burnt one day. We flew, we flew to Virginia to film with him. Yeah. And like, we had filmed for like six hours that day. Yeah. And he only had one day and like, we had to get, like, we were really trying to pull a lot of numbers and he was just fading creatively. And I was like, fuck, man, like, and we were, I think we were at like maybe 60, 70 videos, which is like, that's still a lot of videos, but we need to pull over a hundred to really make it a worthwhile session. 
I was like, shit, I was like, Onik, do you, I was like, do you mind if I just hop in videos with you and I'll ask you questions like a podcast? And he's like, sure, man. Like, so I did. <laughs> and I think we filmed like 20 or 30 videos together. Yeah. <laughs> Those videos are kind of for like 50 million views. Yeah. So now I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, something here worked. Yeah. So then we tried it. So then I presented that to another client. I said, yo, I did this. I think we should do this at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get all the videos out. And let's, are you open to trying this? And, and they said, yes. <clears throat> you may have seen me in quite a few videos with him. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. millions of views. Um, then we did it with my good friend, Brandon Carter. My highest view video and Brandon's highest view video. Is the watch one? Is the watch one. That's the high, how many, how did it? Um, his account was like 14 million views. My account was like 8 million views. Really? Like, which 14 million on Instagram is, that's, that is crazy. Yeah. Well, I, the 14 million was on YouTube. Okay. Um, I think that video got like 7 million on IG. I don't remember. I honestly, IG is the lowest of my priorities for most of the, it's just like, it's there. It, it is the hardest one. It's the hardest one. And it's one that like, it, it, it's, if we focus on like YouTube shorts and TikTok, yeah. Instagram kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that, that video was like, so statistically now, cause it's been a year since I've really been hopping in people's videos. Um, Every, like we have across 18 accounts, every account that I've been in videos with, I'm in their top video. I don't know if that, if well, it's me. Well, like, I think there's a, there's an element to it, which I like is the organic, right? Cause like, what's that? It's that interview style. People love that interview style. Cause like, when I, when I'm just sitting here, I'm like, Hey you, everybody, please. Like it's, it's. Uh, you have to be invested in that type of content. Yeah, <laughs> Which you, most people don't want to be yelled at. Yep. No, they don't want to be yelled at. And that that type of content is easy to create. Yeah. Like anybody, like I remember, dude, I made a TikTok studio. This shit. Yeah. Just to film vertical videos. And like people thought it was nuts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now, how many TikTok studios are? Yeah. Like there's a lot. And now like, well, my videos where I sit in the chair perform significantly less, better, or yeah. significantly worse. And if I well, you just do funny. a video with you, you know, outside. Funny, I'm guessing the the business owners that watch your content, those are the ones they probably pay you for. Mm, um, I mean, pretty much everybody. Like, I see. So these are things also too. Do things that others won't to get results that other people can't. Yeah. Um. You can't replicate me. Yeah. And if I choose to work with you, part of the benefit is you get me in videos. Yeah. Um, now that works for some, that's a draw. Others like, you know, Cardone don't fucking need me in a video. Yeah. You know, some people don't need you, what, but what they you, want you like, cause it's easier for them. What do you do with the egos level, ego levels? Cause those are different, those tiers <laughs> deal with business owners, CEOs. It's not even content creators. Like you know, like some content creators, they're, uh, they're shy, quiet. Yeah. You know, like Graham Stefan I've heard is like, he's a quiet guy. Yeah. I've never met, I've never met but, Graham. I've heard, I've heard he's a really good guy. But like, but on camera, they have a different personality, right? But like business owners, it's like. That's just that. Yep. That's just who they are. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with when you're, cause you're, you're a loud person. You're like, you're like, not, you're obnoxious, but like in a profitable good way. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm like that all the time though. I'm, I, I like when I'm not, they, they there's characters. Sure. Like, but like, but to the same extent, like that a lot of times in those rooms, it's like one ego versus one ego versus like, who's going to be the alpha in this room. Well, like kind of what we were talking about before the podcast started, like, I, I think you set yourself up. How you frame yourself on your social media will dictate how the clients treat you when they're you're in person. And the bigger that you do get on social media, the more respect you have to the clients. 
Because like even if a client makes money, but you have more followers, they respect you. Yeah. They're like, he's done something that I have not done. Yeah. And that that is there. Now, <clears throat> in, a, in an essence of like somebody who's massive, like a Cardone, like obviously I'm not touching his income. Yeah. And I'm not touching his followers either. Yeah. Or his reach or yeah. his ability to talk. You know, but there's a mutual, like, but there's a, a respect for results. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> and also it's that perception of yourself. Like, you know, we went, you know, last two weeks ago, I, I put it on my vlog. Like, there was the first time we'd ever filmed with Grant Cardone in person. We worked on it for two years. His account just crossed 2 million followers. We've never filmed a single video with Grant Cardone. We have just clipped his content and got him to like 1.6 or 1.7 or 8 million. I forget. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> and his views were down. Yeah. And his team, specifically Alan, I have a, you know, and Jared were like, hey, what do you think we could do? I said, we need to film with him. Like, he, he's great, but we, there's some things we can do. Like, yeah. I know it. I just need, I need two hours. Yeah. Like, and they gave us two hours. Like, and they ended up taking four hours because uh, Grant was enjoying it. But the first, first time meeting Grant in person, first time I walked into a room, which was Grant's office. He's only known about me, like, through other people like, other people like he doesn't really probably doesn't give two shits about who i am no like, but i'm a, he knows that i'm an asset because of what we've built yeah we have results so there was a respect there you know and first thing he does he opens his phone they all have the apps on their phone they all check the apps yeah. so don't believe a fucking single person that says i never check the apps yeah bullshit they're in that shit like and he opens his tiktok and he starts scrolling so what do you think what's up with the views right and i'm like <laughs> Now, I did not know I was walking into that. Yeah. Um, but I said, yeah, they're down. I didn't lie. Mm -hmm. I said, they're, I said I don't think this is a good representation of you. I said, that's why I'm here to fix it. I said, and if after today, and if after a month, they're still down, yeah. then I'll, I'll come See, back. That's, that's uh, where the bulls come. Like, and I was like, I'll come back, and we can have this conversation again, and I will tell you that I will probably be able to tell you what's going on. Um, but right now, no, this isn't, this isn't good. Like, this is why I'm glad I'm, I appreciate you giving me, giving me and my team because Luis and Savannah were really, I said the opportunity to help fix this problem. Like, and I, I assure you that it will be fixed. Yeah. Like, and that was like, you know, that I've not been afraid to say that to people with big egos. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, let me prove myself correct. Yeah. And if I'm, if it fails again, let me, let me go down in a blaze of glory. Yeah. I, but let me prove that this, and, and I just think that I don't know, you know, to answer your question, how does somebody replicate me? Not everybody has that. Like it, it is a brazen overconfidence, delusional mindset Yeah. where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. I can do I'm better than you. So, you know, what's really funny is I did that one time with, uh, before my clients and, uh, and I was like, I'm going to throw everything at the wall and it's going to work. If you give me a time, it's gonna work. Yeah. And uh, like three months, like three months later, she was like, "Like it was the only like really huge win that I had." She was like, "We just hit our first million dollar month." Yep. And it was uh, to that extent, I'm like, that I realized for a second, it's like that's all they care about. Mm -hmm. They they care about the views, but all they really care but about is like, did I make the money? They're not doing it because they love to do it. They're business owners. They want to make money, and and I think. Yes, there's a passion and, and most business, everybody I've met, even the biggest people, they all want to help people. Yeah. It takes money to help people. Yeah. It takes a lot more money to help people than most people think, you know, so it's, they know that they need to do, they, they need to generate revenue to help people do whatever it is they want to do. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business for them. They're not just, I mean, let's be real. Like 
I'm, we're not doing podcasts. Yeah, we want to help people, but at the end of the day, like, I'm like, I look at this like, man, I hope, I know Grant's pretty good. He's probably going to get a good clip here. Hopefully we can get that, you know, yeah. we can get that to get some views. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good. I'm going to have this. I'm going to put it in the vlog. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to pick a part of this. Like, it's going to be yeah, pretty yeah. good. Like, I'm doing it with an ulterior motive. Yeah. Like, but to, as long as you're, in my opinion, like, everyone has their, everyone fundamentally cares about themselves. Mm-hmm. And at some level, yes, like, the best people are good at aligning what they want. Mm-hmm. And fitting it in with what yeah. someone else wants. Like you have to have a good product. You have to help people. Like and, and all the and and that's you know. But at the end of the day, yeah. If you can, in my business, like how do you handle? Like I deal with dopamine and bank accounts mm-hmm. because if their dopamine's high, yeah, it means their views are up. Yeah. When their views are up, it means their bank accounts going up. Yeah. When the views are down, their dopamine's low. It means their bank accounts going down. Yeah. And a hundred percent. The more views and more attention somebody gets, more money they make. At least the people I work with, because they are optimized to make money from attention. Yeah, a lot of people aren't, so it doesn't work that way for most people. But like, you know, we work with it. I work with a gum company, you know, a chewing gum company, Epic Dental. When they go viral, they sell out Amazon. Like yeah. they prepare, they prepare for the for the the, the virals. Like in between when they're not going viral. That's a whole other topic. Oh, I'm not going to ask you. I can ask you off camera. I'm yeah. curious what your thoughts are on TikTok Shop. I love TikTok Shop. I think it's incredible. They're on TikTok Shop now. Yeah. And I will tell you for a fact that since they've been on TikTok Shop and started a link to their TikTok Shop, their videos are getting more views. Yeah. So TikTok is pushing well, the shop. What I'm curious about is like, are you able to claim part of that as like revenue driven? So here's TikTok. where it's different. Um, now, I have a really good relationship with, with it, Epic Dental is the client. I, I love, they're speaking at my event. Um, like we've done all, amazing, like they, their business, like last year went up, is up 40% just from yeah. viral videos yeah like and uh and they track it all yeah like so i know it's factually true yeah like um our videos have made them 40 percent more which to them is millions of dollars yeah um now here's the thing like when you come into a company that's already doing millions and you ask for a percentage that is a ballsy move yeah Brand split right like and it's also very hard to track it's mm. easy to try in this instance it's 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 not as hard to track because we work together for over a year now. Yeah, it's it's easy to track now because we see the patterns. But a brand new per if I was to come in first month and say I don't want it like and, and I mean obviously they pay you know eight thousand dollars a month. Like I'm like, do you guys want like if I would have just foregone that and just say I want ten percent of everything driven from viral videos? They're not going to do that. No, they don't know anything. But now that I've looked at it for a year, they've looked at it for a year. We might be able to come to some sort of agreement because they they want to incentivize us to keep doing it. Yeah. But now it's been established. Like, yeah. hey, we've done this. Yeah. Like, there's a deposit trust. Yeah. And so I so no like I don't know that you could walk into a like I mean just like I know there's people trying to do it. Showroom agencies trying to do it like taking a percentage of like sales. Yeah. But like Brandon Carter does over a half a million a month. Am I gonna take twenty percent of that because we're doing his videos? Yeah. Come on, like. You know, I mean, I, I'm all for, like, I do believe in performance incentive bonuses. And, and we have clients where we, like, you know, where we have incentives. One client is a $6,000 a month client, but we get $1,000 for every viral video. And can I be real, though? I think there's, yeah. I think if, I, and maybe you're in a different spot, so I'm not going to advice to you. But I think for someone else that's listening to this, it's like, I want to make videos. I want to do something like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it's more valuable to have a low-paying client that's awesome that mm-hmm. you know you can consistently get results for. Mm-hmm. 
than it is to try to ask for more money. There's different expectations at different levels and you have to decide which expectation level you want to follow. Yeah. I am in a very high pressure world. Yeah. Um, so sometimes where I'm like, fuck it, I just want to quit. Like, I don't want to do this no more. I'm just going to make videos for myself. Like, and then the next morning I'm like, well, let's fucking try this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, but there, you know, I found that the big, the expectation shifts significantly when you start going over $4,000 a month. Mm. When you're charging, because because and I know exactly why. Yeah. Because four thousand dollars a month will hire you any video editor off the street, and you can bring them in house, and they work for you 40, 50 hours a week, and they're always there, and you have full control. Yeah. An agency over four thousand. It's a different dynamic. Agencies are a temporary solution, genuinely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for every single level, I think what you where you're at, it's different because like, so like if we take someone like Grant, mm-hmm. odds are he started with an editor, or start with a, a videographer even. Right, yep. just someone who's just following around. Same thing with Gary Vee. Start with a videographer, and then you go and you're like, okay, how do I get to this next level? Because I have the content, but I don't know how to distribute it. I don't know how to translate it. And so usually you hire an agency yeah. to translate it and be like, yep, we're really good at this platform. We're really yeah. good at this thing. We're going to help you translate it for that. Then you're going to bring that in house, and then you're going to scale the team in house, and then you're going to realize that running a content agency is different than something else. Yep. And you realize that you're not as good as a content agency. You're going to say, I need a content agency. Yeah. To help me with my content agency. <laughs> I, I think that there's, there we're moving into a world. And if somebody wanted to recreate, my, like, if I were starting today, like, if I say, you know, as somebody who has built, you know, as somebody who has made $2 million, and I'm going to put a screenshot right here so you can say, sure. <laughs> like, somebody who's made $2 million from their content agency in the last two years, work with the biggest clients. If I were to start over, I would not start a content agency. I would do content but i would bolt on to people's businesses because by now people already have in-house people and agencies doing their work yeah so if you come in as a content agency you're competing against price and convenience that's never where you want to be yeah so if i were to do it and this is because i am very obnoxious and very bold i say give me your average views for the last 90 days Let's say they're five million or a million views a week is what I consider a million views a week a healthy account. Yeah. So if we're making okay, so we're averaging a million views a week. Okay. So every million above four million, I want a thousand dollars. That's how I would start my business today. Hmm. If someone stripped it away, without so even if you had no authenticity of like what you've established, right? Like there's you haven't worked any of the clients, you haven't gotten any of the proof. Hmm. You'd say you would still put yourself in a guaranteed structure. Well, because I wouldn't. I mean, if, if you would. Well, so this would be. A, I would have to. I'd have to plan this out. So if I was starting, if would I have my following or nothing? Nothing. Okay, so I was starting from zero. Yeah. I would. I would grow. I would rapidly as fast as I can grow either me or a theme page to just something of significance. I think a theme page is easier. Yeah, I think what I would say honestly, I would think a theme page. But if I was planning to work for personal brands, I would need the ability to. I would have to show them a direct for platform type of situation where like I was directing somebody. Yeah. So I would, so you'd have, I'd have to either get a good case study, do it on myself or do a theme page. Yeah. And in this case, I would probably find a case study. I would find somebody locally or nearby yeah. and I would say, I'll do this all for free. And I would, I would do it for 90 days for them. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely forever. Cause they're, if they're going to give you the opportunity, you're probably going to be stuck with them for a long time. Yeah. Um, so it's, I would, I would get that case study. I would get 90 days under my belt. So I would do whatever I could to live for 90 days. I would boss my ass on that case study to, pr- to prove it. And then I would take 
And I would also do it for myself or at least whatever I could. So I'd, technically you have two clients. You have one person that you're doing a case study and then yourself. Yep. You do that for 90, 120 days till you have a significant, you know, tangible results. And that could be maybe, you know, call, you know, 30, 40,000 followers, like a garner, like 10 yeah. million views, whatever that may whatever be. Whatever it is, yeah. Like, in this case, or if you, you can get bank account, if you can be like, yeah, yeah. or if, it, if you, I would say if you can prove that the views translate to ROI, that's yeah. even a better stance. Yeah. Um, a, you have to have something to show to, and then I would not reach out to anybody via Instagram. I, I would not reach out to anybody via YouTube, anybody via Twitter. I would fucking fly to their area and I would put myself in a situation to be around them somehow, some way. If they're a speaker at an event, I would go to that event. Like I, w I would get around them and I would prepare for that one minute that I have and shoot your shot. Do what others yep. are not willing to do. So, so, so this could be a five, six month process, Yeah. but you land that one client and then you're telling me you're like, if you're an 18 year old kid, there's no shot. You can't do that. No, anybody could do that. It's just, it, it's delayed gratification. And that's a problem for most people these days. Nobody has, nobody has patience. And Gary, we talked about this a lot. Like, you know, it's, it's patience is everything. And it's not so much patience. It's delayed gratification. I will but, add to that though. Like I would do what Gary says, document. Right? Oh yeah. You have to so document if you're, your if you're process. Doing 90, if you're doing that 90 days, like even if you have nothing, mm -hmm. I would, I would honestly do the, do the method where I'm, I'm going to vlog every day where I'm going to, I would probably, video I, would probably I'm to do. I would probably post those after you achieved it. Really? Yeah. Not a, during the process. Right. Like, you need to hundred percent focus to, you need that skill set. Like you need to do Even if it. it's like organic where it's like today I'm trying to do this. It didn't work. This I just, work. I think ego would come in mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm going to do it for myself. Okay. And then you're not in, and then that's, that's a path. You yeah. can take that path. Yeah. But I promise if you're just saying you will make more money doing it for somebody else first. Yeah. Like, because it, because if somebody came to me and they're like, Right, for every that million you get over like ten million, I would pay a grand for that. Yeah, I you know, but also too, know it's like you are coming. So, and this is what I don't think people understand. Even if you're a good content agency, like if they hire you, they are firing somebody else. Mm. You are taking livelihoods. Yeah, I just think there should be a respect for that. Yeah, you know, not saying that you shouldn't do it because if you're better, you deserve it. Yeah. But you gotta be fucking better. Yeah. Like if somebody like, you know, if somebody comes to me and is like, you know, I want to take a spot of your team. I know that, you know, it's like, so right. I want to be, you know, I want to be your, your, your Luis. And it's like, okay, well, if you're better than Luis, Luis loses his job. He's been with me for three years of my life. Yeah. He's not just an employee anymore. Like I'm saying, and it was like, but we're business owners. So there is an ROI attached to these things. Yeah. But the same point is like, I don't think people have respect for that. Like, you know, just know that like, I, I, I would prefer to, to be a bolt on to somebody mm. like, and that's, and, and I know where Mosey talks about that a lot. Like you need to bolt on to people's businesses. Yeah. Like you're not going to get the big clients. Like, like Chris Crohn's a big client of mine. He already had a team. Yeah. We bolted on. Yeah. You know, and it's easy to add value that way too. Yeah, you want to bolt on, and it might not be what you think it's going to look like. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, uh, again, but you you have to do an audacious proof. There has to be proof, yeah. and if there's no proof, then you're fucked. Yeah, like, and that, like, a good edit is not proof. Yeah, like, just showing that quality you is not proof. I will yeah, say that quality is not proof. Quality doesn't do anything. Everybody can make impact. Of quality is like you need, which is that's why I think creatives suck at. Mm -hmm. creatives really because creatives can be like I, I have friends that are like 
you know, they'll, they'll sit in their room and they'll work the crap out of something. They'll tinker it. It'll be perfect. And then maybe they'll release it. But like mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, dude, if you just did a little bit, let it be a little bit worse and you put out 10 of them, yeah. you're probably going to get farther than just making that yeah. one perfect. Not everyone's Gox. Have you ever seen Gox? He's a, he's a new YouTuber. He's a videographer. He started as a painter in nice. France and he, he went from zero to, you know, two million subs in like three to six months. Wow. Um, and it's just because he is the best, but you see his videos that are the best. Mm. You don't see the fact that he posted every single day on a different account for a period of time. Yeah. That that. I mean, nobody blows up overnight. I mean, in there, there, I don't want to say nobody. There's some unicorns. Yeah. Like, but there, there's a story. There's a backstory. Like I have been making videos for 10 years. My dad's a video editor. Like. I've been by osmosis. I've been around video my entire life. Yeah, I'm 40. Like, you know, like there, you know, but that's it. You know, by no means. I, 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 I just never want to be considered a video editor. Mm -hmm. That's like a, a, that's like a goal of mine. What do you want to be considered? As? I, I don't know. I, I, I like being a creator. I just want to be a creator. I'm a creator who helps other creators. Like yeah. I, that, and that, like I, I'm telling you, like there is a level of respect that happens. And I've seen it happen with all my clients as I've gotten bigger. Like a client I can't name when we first when they, when I started with them, I had forty or fifty thousand followers on TikTok, and this was like this was a couple client like, and both of them had a different opinion of me when we started. One of them was like, I I I didn't think you were legit because you didn't have a hundred thousand followers, and you said you could get me a hundred thousand followers. And the other the other member of the couple was like. Why well, assume you were too busy to work for your clients because of who you worked with? That that didn't bother me. But there was a point when I amassed like two hundred thousand followers when I was having a conversation with the same client that the conversation between the client had shifted. It wasn't client talking to video editor agency owner Ryan. Mm -hmm. It was so. What do you think about that stage when you spoke, or what do you think about? You know, how do, how do you think that video did? Like, I saw I got a lot of views. What do you think? I was a creator. Yeah. It was created a creator. It wasn't employer to employee. Yeah. And I don't, unless you build a following or do that, I, I don't think anybody will ever experience that. But that is a leveraged position that everybody should get. Yeah. You know, because like, I know when I'm talking to somebody, when I'm like, hey, look, if this video pops off, this is controversial. You ready for the comments? Yeah. Because they're not going to be good. Like, and then when they happen, which has happened many times, and they're texting me, and it's like, dude, how did you know? I'm like, I've done it. Yeah. I've been that person. Like, and I've been there with clients too. Like, so it's like, it's like, that's how, it, like, you know, creator driven agencies, I think, are a huge opportunity, but the creator needs to be big. Like, if Mr. B started an agency, Fuck. Yeah. Not that he needs well, there's a reason, But there's a reason Elon Godzi shut his down. I mean, yeah. I think everyone's experiencing the same thing you're experiencing. Yeah, because you, you want to be a creator. That's no, a you just make way more money with a lot less stress with a personal brand. That's that's the facts. That's what Elon, you know, and there's just something about, like, an agency is an easy sell when you are a, a big creator. Like, because you were living your product. Is it easier than an info product? I think it is. It's more... There's more work involved. It's not as it's not as easy to de to deliver, but I think it's easier to sell. Yeah, because it's like you know any big YouTuber, 
you know, let's say you like Graham Stephan. You think of Graham Stephan as like, I want to help 10 people build a top video podcast next year. Yeah. Who's in? Yeah. You think, and, uh, and we're charging 20,000 a month. He's got to sell out. Yeah. Because they want Graham to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's an easy sell. Like, and, uh, I mean, Herbozzi talks about this all the time. Like, they, the done for you is the easiest thing to sell if you live what you preach. Yeah. Like, if you are doing the act, like, everything I do, like, if I'm not getting views, then what am I pitching to my clients? Mm-hmm. Which is why it's always so important Leverage. for me to have yeah. views. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and that's, you know, if you you have a YouTube channel and you're fucking making beautiful YouTube videos and you're getting views and you have amazing thumbnails, you're living your product, Yeah. you know? I, I think the problem with co- with courses and info products specifically is nobody sells a course if it's working right now. Mm. They do what is working right now. Yeah. Like, I I could come out with a course. Here's how to make $100,000 a month as an agency, and I can show all the proof in the world to do it. But what got me 100000 is not going to get you there. Yeah. You know, I, I just think people's, people bottle up their information and they sell it far too quickly when they could make a lot more money if they just did did it. And that comes because like I've had people like steal my ideas. I've had people do all this. Like, you know, I had when I was doing the website stuff, when I was doing that, like I was convinced by an internet marketer to like, hey, let's put this on a webinar, let's sell this as a product. When I it was specifically for the celebrity workouts. And I was like, okay, cool. So we did like this webinar circuit. We sold it for 297 bucks. I think I made like 30 or 40 grand. Great money. But I made way more than that if I just didn't fucking tell anybody and I did more of what I was doing. Yeah. The allure of that. And that's what happens with courses. It's why I hate digital products. I love digital. I hate digital products for the fact that usually if it's being sold in a digital product, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And you don't know that until you buy the course. Yeah. And then, and the other thing I hate about digital products is it's all the people that buy your digital product. If you have a successful digital product, let's say you sell 10,000 of them, all 10,000 of them, what do you think their content's going to be about? They're going to take the information that they learned from your course and start giving it away for free. Yeah. So every course is, it devalues itself in a long enough timeline. Yeah. And then it stops selling. And then you have to constantly be updating the course with the newest shit. So you're doing a service business anyways. What do you think of the difference between a course and a mastermind community? Well, a mastermind community is only is only valuable if you value the person running its time. Because I have a coaching group and I love it. We meet every week for an hour. I'm doing an event. One of the days is just for the people. But it's my time. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them my time. Yeah. Like, and they're willing to pay for my time. Yeah. If you don't have people willing to pay for your time, a mastermind's a bad move. Yeah. I think that's great, you know, but it's only indicative on how much does somebody value you and your time. Yeah. You know, so, and then, you know, again, everybody's is different on that. You know, so like, I love the coaching group. Like it, it's, it's far more lucrative from a margin standpoint than an agency, but like I wouldn't have the coaching group if I didn't have the agency because the people want to take my time because they know what I've done for my agency. Yeah. 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 So it, it's, uh, you know, I, I think that, you see a lot of, and then it's also too digital product creators. Or like you can make more money quicker, hmm. like because well, you're duplicating yourself. Yeah, an agency, an agency I, is a legit business. I think I, I think I agree with you, especially. Uh, I think this the X factor that you keep circling around 
is that it comes down to you as an individual. And when you talk about creator-led agencies, it's like people are not paying for videos, they're paying for you. And they're, if you sell them, you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing really well, you're selling your systems, right? You're selling, you're like, I've created these st- systems, these systems work. Yep. If you go into these systems, they're going to work for you too. Yep. And here's the evidence to prove that. But like fundamentally, you're also just saying, my systems are better than this other person's systems. Or not even better, but like, I am unique. Yeah, I do. These are my systems because if you want the outcome, which is me, yeah, then these are my systems. Yeah, and it's going to be really hard. Like that's where you separate yourself as an editor versus a creative director versus an agency because an editor is a technician. It's like, it's like I do this, I'm an editor. You're probably going to max out. The best editor in the world probably makes $10,000 a month. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, they might do a little bit more than that because and, and I would say the best editors are YouTube editors mm-hmm. and they are smart enough to take a percentage of the ad revenue from every video. Yeah. But I think on the short form editing side, it's like, it's so much harder. And to be honest, yeah, there's like, no, there's no ROI on short form, no. or at least trackable. Yeah. You know. There's an ROI on brand. Mm-hmm. And if you can sell yourself as a growth partner, brand partner, mm-hmm. where you're saying like, I'm going to create and establish your brand, or at least like help you publicize the brand that's already been established. That's a little bit different. That's yeah. where I feel like, okay, that takes a unique mindset. You're talking to a higher level. It's not about one video. It's about. Yeah, like, I don't want to work with somebody unless we're going to work together for a year. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, it's, it's it's not worth anybody's time. Yeah. Because it's like, and that's the problem with short short form agencies too. Like, they're very high churn. Yeah. Like, and that's because they're getting the clients that can only afford three to four K a month. Yeah. But, the, and they all want the high higher ticket clients, but they're not doing, you know, they're not doing what they need to, to attract the high ticket clients. Yeah. And there's ways that you don't need to be massive at all to like get higher ticket clients you just need you need to be in the places where they are and you need to win them over on your personality like yeah. I've, I've seen you at multiple events those, those are the right places to be like events like you know any like any type of event like it doesn't have to be like industry like real estate events or marketing events it could be like get yourself into the fucking go to the f1 race i was in las vegas and get yourself into some parties yeah like you need to be around people that are making money and then what are you doing you're selling you yeah. Do you like me? Oh, I do this. Do you need this? Cool. Okay, I'll hi- I trust you. Cool. We do a 90-day, you know, trial. And then if that if you're happy in the 90 days, let's go for, uh, it's a, it's a minimum of a year. Yeah. You know, like that's it. Like that's that's the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like but you need I I just think it's just getting anybody can c- come on the internet now and say they've made a certain amount of money or that they've done something. Nobody believes anybody anymore. Yeah. So you have to show proof. Yeah. Uh, like I don't I, and proof is uncomfortable to show yeah like, it's not comfortable for me to show a screenshot it's, of my Stripe account yeah and it's also not comfortable to be like to to not just go here's my here's my revenue mm-hmm. and here's my net profit yeah like you have to show proof it's yeah. like like if there's another $100,000 a month agency out there that's doing 4,000 videos a month that's working with the clients I am that has the expectations that, that I need to meet yeah I would love to chat with you about your margins <laughs> like I'm paying $7,000 to talk to Eddie Maloof because he's the only person I know that's even remotely dealing with anything like this. Yeah. And he told me to stop the business and do something. He said, start your coaching program. Dude. It's, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Uh, so it's like these, like, the proof is everything. And it's just going to get worse. Cause like, I mean, now we have that influx of like, you know, the, you see them on Instagram, like the, 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 the greatest thing since sliced bread is a digital course people. 
Yeah. Like, and they're, they all look, all, look, digital course all of them look 20 years old. And I'm like, they all have the same video styles. Yeah. They're all having to do the same things. And like 16 year olds are falling for their fucking $40 a month, $49 a month discords. Yeah. Cool. That'll work for a little while. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to be broke by 25 and have to figure it out again. <laughs> I meet a lot of those guys right now. Huh? I meet a lot of those guys right now. Or I'm also meeting the guys that are now broke at 25 and they're saying, I don't know to come down. Yeah. I want to figure it out. I mean, and I'm not saying that like that, like life always finds a way to fucking punch you in the mouth. Yeah. Like, and I've been punched about many times. So I'm like, you know, like when it comes to like where I'm at now with like business, it's like, okay, I don't want to stop this. I want this to last another year or two. And then when I get to another year or two, I'm like, Hey, do I want this to last another year or two? Like, have I made enough to maybe move to something else? Like, it's like, but people don't, like when you're 20, 21, 22, you're buying a bottle of club. You don't think about 40. <laughs> like, it's shit creeps off. You're thinking about your kids too. Yeah. Right? You're not thinking, you might not have a kid. You know, you might not have a, a, a girlfriend. You might not have rent yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool to make 10 grand a month from your mom's basement at 19. Yeah. Do that at 40. Yeah. You're a fucking loser. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody respects you. Yeah. Like, and that's like, I think that there's a, we are in an age where it's like glorifying that. And it's just easy to put, like, I, I saw one the other day, it's like, I have a multi seven figure, like info product business. I was like, where? <laughs> like, isn't Nicholson twins? No, I don't want to say names. <laughs> I do like some of them. Like, yeah. I, I follow some of them. Like, I follow a lot of people because I like, I like to know what people are doing. Yeah. Like, Thing is, I can't buy anybody's courses. I have to have other people buy them. <laughs> you don't follow me. Uh, I don't follow, follow you. They don't. You have you a course? No, I'll have a course. You don't follow. You don't follow my page. I just followed you on Facebook. Oh, you did? Yeah. Really? I, I actually hit follow. I followed you on Facebook, and then, uh, and then you reached out about the podcast, and I said, "Yeah, I thought you." Oh, followed. that's right. Yeah. Okay. 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 You're right. You're right. Uh, I, I didn't follow I you, but I seen you. your videos. I caught you. I got you. I seen your video. Hey, like, hey, let's end it there. That's right. There. Yeah, I was weakened. I followed him on Facebook, which that's another thing too. You got to follow people. You got to communicate them on platforms that, that they, they pay want, attention. Yeah, to. yeah, they want to talk to. Not that I like talk to a lot of people on Facebook, but like, I, I like pay attention to Facebook because like my fiance is on Facebook and like my family is on Facebook. Yeah, it's like, like I'm there. That's so cool too because yeah, everyone has their platform. Mm-hmm. And if you put a poll up, I put a poll up on each platform and said, which favorite platform? Mm-hmm. And everyone had that platform as their favorite platform. Yeah, it's usually that platform. Yeah. Same thing with, I mean, I love Instagram. Like, I don't really, I'm not like, I mean, I'm a TikToker, but I'm not like actively. That's in, my least favorite. Yeah. Yes. It's my most favorite to learn and study. Yeah. It's my least favorite to interact on. Yeah. Like, Instagram is my favorite to like scroll. Facebook, I interact. More, I just like to keep tabs on like my friends and family. YouTube's the best though. I mean, I just watch Logform. Like, I, I don't. Do you like shorts? Yeah, I know. I, I spend, this is, another, I don't know, most agency owners do it. I use these, I probably spend an hour to two every week on every platform just scrolling. Um, I just pick like today it'd be YouTube shorts and I'll just watch only YouTube shorts. Mm. And then what I look for is any video that makes me stop and watch. And then I click to that person's page and then I see how many views that video got. If I stop and watch, it always has it remained. So I just like take mental note on like what's, What's it? Yeah, what's hitting? And then I do that like tomorrow. It might be reels, and it might be Facebook reels, like or it's Instagram reels, like. But that's, that's cool. That's, that's cool. my that's my market research. I love it. I so love it's it. like four out four to forty eight hours a week. I watch short form videos. I love it. All right, well, right, I must stop silly your time. Uh, <laughs> I, I I appreciate you. I think uh, I think my everyone got value from this. The thing that I love about you most 
is uh, your transparency. I think, like, you have a personality where if people watch your content, you get hate comments, people don't, like, people are like, this guy's an asshole, in short form. But the reality is, like, every time I've interacted with you, you're more authentic than anyone else I've interacted with in the business space. Probably. Not just, like, you're more, like, in the business, like, I'm talking about my clients, yeah. the people that work with creatives, no one is, like, saying, like, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm feeling, this is what didn't work, this is what did work, mm. this is how much money I made, this is what it... And I think the, that transparency just, like, I just immediately trusted you. And that came through in the, the first podcast I heard of it. it came I think, that. I mean, part of that is a strategy, because I just, it's the only thing that, it's truth. Yeah. It's like, it's not flexing if it's true. But people can flex, you can talk a specific truth. Yeah. Right? And it's like, this is the truth. There's a bunch of other truths. Right, like I can say, like I made, like one of my clients made a million dollars a month. But what I don't like, what you don't see is that they had setters that were crushing it. You know, they had salespeople that were cr like one person was converting at ninety percent. Right, so it's yeah. like you, I, you don't see that. And a lot of people talk about it when it comes to like lead gen stuff. It's like, which is what we're doing fundamentally. It's like lead generation. Yeah, like they don't talk about that. They talk about this is what I did, and it's all me. I appreciate that you're like I can't own that. I can own this, and I, I'm really good at this. And no one can take that from you. Yeah. No one can take that away. And I, 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 I think that just because of that, you're my favorite, like, follow on those platforms because I know that, okay, like, I think, I think your YouTube is incredibly underrated. Like, oh, it is. I think it, it won't be. It, I know, but I think it's like, like, it's, it's coming. It's crazily it's under, right now. <laughs> I know, but I'm, like, if someone can s snag it and find where you're at on YouTube early, mm -hmm. they'll learn so much more than they'll learn from most other people's courses. And I'll tell everybody exactly what I'm doing too. Yeah. Just vlogging. Yeah. Ugly footage. Yeah. And I'm editing very fast paced. I'm editing like I did for TikTok. Yeah. On vlogs. Like, cause I think long form is going to turn into really long TikToks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, but I don't know. Or, or part of actually, if you watch like what I'm doing now, it's very, very fast pace. And then it slows down for about a minute or so. And then it'll be a TikTok. And then it'll be a slow or so. And then it'll be another TikTok. Love this. So it's like every minute or every minute and a half. You do an ad break of TikTok. Yep. And the TikTok is like, it, it's like my workout. It's like me talking to my kid. It's like very fast paced something. Yeah. Vertical? Um, no, no. I'm just doing it horizontal. Yeah. I mean, because YouTube's horizontal. Yeah. Like, but I'm filming with such a wide lens that I could crop it vertically if I wanted to. Yeah. I'm hoping that it gets big enough so where people start chopping up my, my long form into, like, I don't want to pay somebody to do that. I know that's a strategy. I mean... I know a lot of people doing that, like, oh, we'll do the side account strategy. I don't, I want people to want to cut up my content. Yeah. Because those are the best ones. Yeah. So, I see how that pans out in a year. That's 2024 for me is Dude, the YouTube. I love it. All right. Well, so yeah, I, I appreciate it. And for people, like, the amount of value you got from this, don't pay another course. Like, if just reach out to, just reach out to Ryan if you want info on this. Yeah, he's I got nothing to sell you. He's too busy to, uh, he's too busy to work with you. And I have so, a free event. You have a free event? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But I mean, well, when is this coming out? I'll make it come out soon. All right. Um, it's January 4th through 6th. Uh, it's called the Attention Summit. But if you're watching this after January 4th through 6th of 2024, there will be another one in 2025. Let's go. Um, it's called the Attention Summit. And it is, um, it's, it will, well, unless this one really flops, which I don't think it will, it's, uh, it's always going to be donation-based. I love it. And people are in the, if you wonder why I'm doing it, it's because I can like, and do what do what others do what others will because <laughs> I can't quite be a hermosi and give everything away for free. Yeah, but you can donate what you think it's worth. Yeah, and I promise you, 
you let people value your information and a lot of them value it very high, but many value it at a dollar <laughs> and you have to get over that. <laughs> I'll give you 69 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I had people last year. This is funny. I had people last year. Cause I did a free event last year, same around the same time. And it was donation based only. I had people donate a dollar, show up at the event and then handy cash and then 10 days, like five <laughs> days after the event, send me a grand I love via, it. via Venmo. I love it. Because they felt bad after going to the event. Yeah, I love and that. That's not everybody. And I don't expect that. That's just a generous, but you know what? And this is for a lesson for people. I remember everybody that sends me a grant. Mm. Like, and I don't know what that, I mean, I'm not saying that has to be for me. Like, but if you want to send me a grant, please, all, by all means, I'll take it. Um, like, if you want to get on somebody's radar, that's how you got somebody's radar. Pay money. Pay money. Didn't you do that with one client? Um, I you donated 300 bucks. No, I had a, a lot. I mean, honestly, I mean, I know we didn't talk about it, but like, I remember every person that donated to my GoFundMe for my house being fucked up. Mm -hmm. Some donated like 20 bucks, but I do not forget that list. Mm -hmm. And you were on it. Did. So I don't forget that list. And I, I don't think people would take that. That was not like, the, people give you opportunities to get on their radar. It's just people are stupid to not pay attention to that. Not saying you should capitalize on trauma situations, but like that was like, you know, even still like just a random, like if you go to an event and you buy somebody lunch or a dinner that you can't afford, yeah. that's not forgotten. People yeah. don't forget that stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, it's, that's how you get those $10,000 clients. Mm. <laughs> like you may go in the hole for a $500 dinner in Las Vegas. Cause I have many a times. But it pays itself back at some point. If you believe it will. Most if you don't believe it will, then it's not gonna work. But I've always just believed if I do this, it'll do this. That's why a donation based event, I'll make money from it. Yeah. I know I will. Yeah. Like just the people that are speaking at it, I'm yeah. gonna make money from because of the associations of being with them. Yeah. So it's like do things that are crazy. Oh, it works. It pays off in the end. I love it. I love it too. Peace. Peace.